What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You are here with the Bruce Wayne of this, the king of content, and also the speaker of truth. We are back in here today for another great three-hour episode. So buckle up your seatbelt. Buckle up your seatbelt. Let's pray and hope my computer makes it through it <laughs> or they don't shut me down. New, 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 new world order. Man, if you guys don't know, man, people have been, you know, the manosphere goes through phases and waves of um, what you think are, are are people coming in and attacking or canceling or pulling people down. And, um, you know, they had a guy who I didn't really know who he was up until a few weeks ago when Fresh and Fit has been hosting him. And uh, I do study YouTubers, but I missed him. I, I didn't, I didn't, I never heard of him, but uh, obviously he lost his channel and platform um, along with Andrew Tate a few weeks ago. And uh, what's going on now is what normally happens around election years, around time where uh, emotions are heightened or around times people start to, you know, we had a free reign to be able to say a lot of things that we wanted to say. And uh, unfortunately, now you go through this wave of people putting the clamps on things. If you join my money mindset group, um, people don't really I, I don't advertise it too much because I want it to be an exclusive group. But here's an example. My money mindset group meets on Sunday nights. Many times we ate. I left many times. We talk about YouTube strategy trends in YouTube, social media. We also talk about businesses and um economic situations here investing we talk about those things that is on patreon.com backslash coach Greg adams but um that's an exclusive group probably 19 20 people at a time live and then when the replays post probably 30 or 40 people watch the replays and um i recently have been talking about potentially the space getting put clamps on all right clamps are going to get put on pretty soon uh if not short term or for long term and not only that, we talk about YouTube strategy and that YouTube is heading in another direction. All right. They're actually I think they're not helping their current platform with people. Right. They're actually trying to promote more new people and certain type of content. OK, we go over that in detail on Sunday nights. And um, I, this is just another direction of it. I think if you look at views across the board, I, like I said, I don't know him too much. And I didn't know of him, but I did watch our brother MTR's video related to the subject matter. And then I got a good in information on why possibly he lost it. But people in this sector have been losing views. And I'm not sure if that's YouTube wide, but certainly here. So with that being said, we got to be careful. We got to be careful around here of how we word things, what we say and so forth and so on. I think it helps me um, that I have three hours and not many people are going to sit through three hours and get to the middle of this. Uh, that are going to be someone who vehemently disagrees with this message. They're not going to sit through three hours of me. Uh, but but you have to change how you word stream titles and whatnot. Other than that, we're going to still bring it Roski around here, brother. Hey, we're going to still bring it Roski around here. And uh, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, my views have been lower probably, you know, um, but I did go through a phase where I divided the, the audience up between two channels now on the Notorious CGA channel and on here. But I would say my views are slightly lower, slightly lower. But um, it's not something that I'm concerned with because I do have other ways to do things and other things to do in the world and uh, all of that. So. Yes, the space is probably being monitored. We do have the private investigators in here. New, 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 new world <laughs> Shout out order. to all the private investigators in here. 
and everybody. Uh, there's there's you know, like our boy said, uh, there's people monitoring these personalities. If you wanted to get into this uh, type of content on this side of the sphere of YouTube, just know once you reach a certain height, you will be monitored. <laughs> you will be being looked at by media. I get interview requests by media, mainstream media all the time. All right. All the time. People. So people know about us. It's not a secret anymore. And once you hit 100,000 subscribers, you're not a secret anymore. You're actually in the top. I believe it was like the top 10 percent of all YouTube channels. Once you reach 100,000 subscribers, that's why they reward you with a plaque back there. And I've had several channels on its way to 100,000 and hit the brakes. Like I've been here at set. I've been stuck at 70,000 subscribers for a year on this channel. <laughs> 70,000 right here. Right. What? <laughs> it's crazy. Somebody says, who wants to talk to the CGA? You'd be surprised. You'd be absolutely surprised. I've appeared in, I've appeared in media. I've been, I, I was blamed for a dude taking lives once in the New York post. Was it the New York post? They was reaching off. They was reaching out to me like crazy. I mean, I didn't see any of it, but uh, apparently they tried to reach me through my website, which I don't answer any of the emails over there because I didn't really know there was an email setting over there until I read it in that article. But um, apparently people reach out to me on my website. I was like, there's not even an email court area over there. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't even know. I don't even know how it works. I got stuff going on. I don't even know how it works. But uh, anyway. Enough about all that. We're going to talk about what are the subject matters today. Oh, by the way, viewer discretion is advised. You're choosing to watch this content. If you end up getting offended, you chose to watch this content, and you're probably just tuning in now. I don't know what to tell you, man. Hey, listen, there's so much here on YouTube. All right, there's so uh, there's so much here on YouTube. I don't know why you would sit and watch somebody that you 100% disagree with. Like, that's mind-boggling to me. Like, I never go onto a show and sit there and watch them like, I'm going to disagree with everything here. I'm going to wait to get triggered. Mm. I am. <laughs> All right. I, I don't even know. I have no clue why people would do that, but people do it. I'm like, wow, you really must be mad at me or you really must like me. You really must like me. What else? Oh, this show does not promote hate or harm of any person based on gender and relationship, status, race or class. However, I will say I will say some classist elitist stuff or hate, especially on this first subject here. But the show is here to promote healthy choices, specifically for men and lifestyle choices in their economic decisions and their growth and maturity, emotional decisions and all that. Everybody got all that stuff. Anyway, these are the subjects down here in the bottom. Uh, here we go right here. These are the subject matters. And uh, what we're going to first talk about is Kanye West triggering people again. Right, we're gonna talk about his new thing with Candace Owens and the White Lives Matter T-shirt. We're gonna talk in it about that because I really wanted to talk about it. It's not really in my lane per se, but I'm gonna talk about how the Ham and Eggers fell for this trolling once again. All right, once again, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's crazy. Let's get to the earlier contributions to today's show. We got CGA Live right there. Dollar sign CGA Live on the Cash App. We have Vimbo Coach Greg Adams TV, and we have PayPal on paypal.me backslash coach greg adams that's how you contribute or you can go to the notorious cga's channel and watch this stream simulcasting over there and you can send your super chats if you will over there if that's a little bit more convenient for you let me type this in actually properly let's see here um here we go right there <laughs> 
Uh, there you go right there. Let me see. What are we doing here? Oh, let's get to the early contributors to the day show. How about we do that? We go over to the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. All right. Uh, Mr. O'Neill Perez says, Coach, whether you believe it or not, you're helping a lot of men. A lot of us men out here stay on code. You're literally changing lives, man. That's what we love to hear because we're also loving to hear. Uh, we also hearing at the same time a lot of hateful comments or things people are going to first aim at that we're angry. Uh, if you watch my show, you can see that I'm not angry. I'm passionate. I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to help allow men to get, you know, early in the morning to get these things off their chest. They got a lot of relationship issues and stress that unfortunately we bring on for to ourselves. So we have to admit this now. There's too much information out here related to relationships. And I keep proving everybody wrong, right? Even though it's not the best thing to do, right? I wish relationships worked, but they're the least successful endeavor that you'll get into. And consequently, they're the most painful thing you will experience, okay? Yes, you will experience pain. So uh, they will say that I'm over here and the men over here are bitter and hurt and mad that you didn't get models when you were in high school and mad that you were unsuccessful in college getting the top sorority girls and cheerleaders. Right. They can say all of those things. But the reality is men experience a lot of trauma in relationships. And until people recognize it, they're going to have people like me. They're going to have people like me get gathering men together. Now, just shaming men back and just telling them they need to do better and telling them, well, get over it and keep opening their wallet and keep getting finessed. Sure. Women go through some stuff, too. But. Um, sometimes they're even, you know, they're coddled when they go through things. Men are just left on their own. You'll be on your own. So I'm trying to at least trying to at least get people to understand that until people really take men's situations and relationships seriously and stop blaming men all the time. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's all <laughs> Jermaine's fault. Until that happens, you'll have people like me and we'll have our lane and they'll listen to my podcast. Go listen to my podcast. All right. Shout out to Brown310 in the building. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you for being here again. Jeff, the producer, is back in the building over there. All right. And Henry Resilient says, do you think people will change their Manosphere content in light of some of the YouTubers reported reporting significantly less views? Yes. So this title is an example. As you can see in the title of this stream, it says how men trap themselves in miserable marriages. All right. You see, that's a slight change. All right. I mean, I could have said how women trap men in miserable marriages, right? But that's a slight change that and you'll see many people in the manosphere or this space do that because they don't want to be guilty by association. They don't want to lose their platform. And if they lose their platform, that would be it for them. Uh, there's other ways around it, but you're going to see people slight tweak like that. That's a slight tweak. And so at that particular point, you can see that the blame is not, you know, it, I, I'm just letting you guys know. You guys don't know the you don't know the background of how things work on YouTube. They will take a video and they'll have a green dollar sign right into a yellow dollar sign based on the title that of the video you uploaded, not the title that you title, not the title that you title the um the video. So if I take a video and I save it on my hard drive or my editor sends it to me and it says how women become obese. Blah, blah, blah. That's the name of the video. I upload it to YouTube. It's an automatic demonetization. Automatic. And I always have to tell my editors, 
Stop titling stuff like this. B- barely title it. <laughs> right? Just listen. I mean, it helps me because it's easier, but you got to work around just titling the file name. Because as soon as you upload it and it says woman in it, it's almost going to get demonetized, right? Which means then you have to have a human reviewer. And then at that point, you once you get the human reviewer, then they it's going to take three days before you get that information back. So you can't upload it immediately. It's crazy. It's a lot of times. And then the algorithms trying to pick up some of the words in your video. Obviously, if you title it with the thing like Lizzo, if you put Lizzo in it, it's going to get demonetized, right? Um. It's going to get demonetized. Now, I didn't have to deal with this for the last six months, but now that I have my clips channel monetized, I'm having to deal with it again, and I'm having to go back to my editor going, you need to put it like, don't put woman in it. Don't put wife in it. Don't put divorce in it. Don't put anything related to, don't put child support in it. Do not put these words in the the file name because once you do it, as soon as I upload it, gone. (laughs) All right, automatic, demonetize, or I'll need a human reviewer. So um, and then what that does is delay your content delivery. So you want to put the video out today and obviously you want to maximize the amount of money that you're going to make from the video. We're not here to do it for free. But at the same time, as soon as you do that um, and and you're delaying your content, you don't have enough to put out, which I don't have that problem. I got too much content to put out, but other people don't. They'll make a video and they'll want to put it out that day. Now. If they get the yellow dollar sign, they're going to have to wait two and three days to put the video out until the human reviewer review is, reviews it. And then if they review it and say, nope, it's, this violates the terms, now you ain't got no money. <laughs> so anyway, but I break all of this down behind the scenes. And by the way, most live streams are going to get the yellow dollar sign because it's of the length. Once you go past an hour, it's not monetized. Very rarely. It's very rarely. So anyway, shout out to you. Yes, people are going to change the way things are done. People want to survive. People aren't going to push the envelope. Not many content creators are going to push the envelope and just say, forget it. We'll do everything again. And and by the way, the Sneeko thing, um, I believe the thing that got him was obviously he had U.S. representatives using his content against him, like real politicians. And he's talked negatively about the two things that you can't talk about on YouTube. And people, he said the he said that he said the one the one thing you cannot go in on on here will get you deplatformed. And he did it. And I've been talking about this for a while. I even encourage you to not even put it in my comment section. Do not even put it in here. If you put it in the comment section, it's going to get it. So stop. You, you can't do it. I don't care who, what YouTuber or Manosphere personality thinks he's a tough guy. But if you think you're a tough guy and you go in on this particular group, you're automatically disqualified. That's an automatic disqualification. <laughs> okay. But you can say the N-word on here 50, 11 times. Nothing. You say this group is an absolute automatic disqualification. Okay. That's what gets you bumped off. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so Anyway. Shout out to Nate Bit says, Coach, you see what Nate Bit said about you. Shout out to you. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a lot of dudes over here getting clout. they like, hey, this dude said something about you over there. Go see him. Okay, so somebody's right here. I'm going to have to hide him. You know what I mean? Listen, I know people. Let's see here. Yep, we're going to hide you. Don't play around on me. Don't play around. Don't play around. We just going to just zap you right on out of here. 
Y'all ain't like. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Anybody puts that in there, they getting disqualified too. Delete it right quickly. All right, anyway. Where are we at? Let's go over to PayPal real quick. Sorry about that. I just wanted to talk about that because people were concerned and they're concerned for content creators and all of that stuff. Hey, it's an election year. And by the way, I said this earlier in the year. I said, watch many spaces, including this one, get a little bit tighter because it's an election year. And when there's an election year, people get their their people get more sensitive. And not only that, content creators, their biases started start to leak out into their content. Because obviously these are the most popular issues we're talking about. So when, when content creators' biases start leaking out, then people start getting more offended. So that's what's going to happen here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, let's go over to, did I get this brother here? I don't think I got him. I got a couple of brothers in here. For the support, he says, for your support, this is from, we're going to call you, Mr. Ultimate, I'm not sure what to call you, but he says for your support, especially for my son, one love. All right. Shout out to you and your son that watches this content. All right. Appreciate y'all for being here. Where are we at here? Did I get this brother? I did get him. All right. So I got him already. And then let's go to the other previous three. This is on PayPal. Don't send me a, don't put it in the chat. I sent you a PayPal. I'll get to it. Kaylin Ferguson says, how's it going, coach? Did you see? The post of Antonio Brown on IG for um, of him hugging Giselle is convenient since her and Tom Brady are going through it. The divorce is imminent. I'm going to have to hold on the Antonio Brown situation. Okay. Um, it, it Antonio Brown is kind of a painful thing he's going through. And um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on in his head, but I think he's playing a character. That's just my opinion. And he doesn't know kind of where to go with this. I think he's lost. And it's kind of kind of what Kanye West is going through, kind of being lost to a sense. Because once you get to the top, it's lonely. And he doesn't have anybody to rein him in, Antonio Brown. So he's he's kind of reckless as what, to, what he's doing. But he's also, I think he's more intelligent than he's passing himself off. So it's kind of weird. I'm actually trying to study him. And if you go to my sports channel, I'm going to do a video on him over there, a breakdown on him, probably in a week or so. Moose Hefner says it just baffles me why they won't, why they want this message suppressed or why they want this message suppressed. Sorry. He says why they don't want this information out. It's pretty simple. All right. It doesn't, it shouldn't baffle us. Men overwhelmingly pass on the purse strings and our hard work over to women in society. Our society is ruled by the economy. If the economy, if there's no dollars being spent, if there's no dollars being spent, then the economy simply is going to come to a screeching halt. Since women control somewhat of 70 to 80% of the gross domestic, uh, gross spending in America, the consumer spending, they also own the majority of the debt. They also own the majority of the student loan debt. If men aren't marrying, if men aren't dating, if men aren't spending, if men aren't buying things, if men not buying new cars to impress women, if men aren't taking women out for dates, if men aren't producing babies, if men aren't marrying women to pay off this debt, then the problem, the economy has a problem. This is a plain and simple, um, there's other little underlying factors. To me, this is all about 
money. I got money. And then it forces, unfortunately, this is the unfortunate thing about it. I think uh, women don't earn as much money as they claim to earn. If they do earn a lot of money, they don't save a lot of money. This has all been proven and broken down. And they need men to come to the altar with women. They need, they need guys to simp, plain and simple. And this hurts the economy. This hurts dating. This hurts restaurants industries. This hurts the diamond industry. You expose it. This hurts marketing. This hurts advertising. Okay? It hurts marriage rates. All right? It, this is, you got men going passports. This hurts the black community and the ability for men to accept women that already have children by other men. This is killing these potential relationships. And this kills the economy. Right, this right here is slowing down the economy. I mean, that's what it is, what that's what it's doing. Almost to the point that if a guy is over here saying, Look, man, I just wear black t-shirts from old navy shorts. No, I don't impress, I don't go out anymore. I just stay at home. I don't go to nightclubs. I won't buy women flowers. Nope, I'm not marrying her and paying off her student loan debt. I'll travel by myself. Do you realize what that does? to the economy, that's probably 80% less money being spent out there. Oh, forget about nice cars. Forget about flossing. No jewelry, no nothing. No jewelry for her, no jewelry for me. This is a killer. <laughs> this is a killer. Yeah, sure, people are still getting married, not at the rates that they were. There's still weddings, but not at the rates where they were. Not 40 years ago, not 30 years ago, certainly not 25 years ago. Where we are now is a different time. So with that being said, do you think people's do you think the best interest of the world is going to be telling men to go their own way, save their walk, vote with your wallet, vote with your feet, don't date? Right. That's hurting them. <laughs> That's hurting them. That's hurting your you know, you're not getting dressed and buying cologne. What is the cologne industry doing in these days? Dudes ain't spraying cologne on themselves in the last two years. Not that much. I mean, Kevin Samuels left the cologne industry. He was like. Get all that. Let's talk about these women. So this, and, and then not, not only that, you have more mental health issues. Women are now saying, well, I'm suffering from mental health. I believe, I believe that the women are suffering from mental health because biologically they're not, they're not achieving what they're supposed to achieve at a certain point of their lives. They're, they don't know what to do with themselves. Ladies, you guys know what I'm talking about. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You don't know what to do with yourself from a day-to-day -day basis. And idols time, idle time is the devil's time. You have too much time on your hands. And time that you can be doing what? Uh, you know, serving your man, raising your children, uh, you know, uh, working to do the best you can for your family. This is idle time. And they don't know what to do themselves. So, so they just record themselves. And, um, you know, in their insecurity and recording themselves, they think they're going to be happy. And they're not happy like that. You get conflicted reports of why women are happy being single. But at the same time, they're out here. I don't understand why I'm not single. How am I this hot and I don't have a man? So it's not matching up. What we're being told and what we're experiencing is not matching up. You got a lot of women that are suffering from mental health issues because they're 29, 30, 35, 40, and they kind of just come home by themselves and it's empty, dark, and dank apartment. Captain Crunch crumbs all over the floor. They don't know what to do with themselves. So they start protesting. 
They start arguing in social media comment sections. They're bored. They're bored. Look at them. Look at they don't do it too much on my show, but look at them on Instagram. They spend all day on Facebook and Instagram arguing in comment sections. I'm telling you, this is not the best use of their time. Not only that, they're struggling economically. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And they got two and three pets. I don't know how you're feeding two or three pets and yourself and on your uh, slave wage job. Man, I tell you, we're not heading in the right direction in terms of where society needs to go. But this is all predicted in my book, De-Evolution. Go get my book, De-Evolution. Everything that we're experiencing in our society today is based on where I saw this society going. I wrote it in 2019, and I said, something's got to give. Remember, I used to say, Peace League's value is going to decline and plummet. Remember I said that? And in essence, people think that you mean when I go to seeking arrangements, it's going to be low. No. What I'm saying is they can't exchange it for marriage anymore. What I'm saying is they're going to sell it for $5 on TikTok. This is before TikTok, but I said they're going to sell it. They're going to sell it or sell the access to it for very low. And then the women who want relationships are not going to be able to leverage it. So there's the value plummeted. Back 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, they can make men wait for 90 days. Not Chad's, but they would make when men wait for 90 days, and he would rush her right down the damn aisle to the altar and marry her. So now they're selling it for $4.99 a month. Okay. Now they're making money, but they're still, I'm not happy. <laughs> it's on the clearance rack. And, um, I'm sorry to go into this monologue, but it's important. It's on the clearance rack. They can't leverage it. They, 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 they're, there's itching. They're itching so they can give it out. And this is the problem with it. They flooded the market with it. You've heard me talk about this for four years. I said, people have flooded the market with it in the digital sexual revolution. And since 2012, men have gotten the easiest amount of sex that they've ever been able to do. Um, and then now all of a sudden they want to rein it back in. Well, you've opened Pandora's box. You cannot, you can't rein it back in. You can't rein it back in and guys are still getting it. Some guys are, some guys aren't. Some guys are getting it very easy. And so they're reining it back in now, but it's too late. Read my book, The Evolution. I go through all of this and I say where we're going to end up. I knew something had to give. If anybody wants to know how we can turn this around, somebody asked me that in the comment section. So what do you mean? It's too late? Um, in order to turn it around, I don't want to get too depressive or doom and gloom, but I'm going to just tell you, it has to fall all the way. It's going to fall lower. It's got to go a little bit lower. Any lesson in life that you've ever learned, you've had to hit your head. You've had to hit your head to really get it. And we haven't hit our head yet, right? You learn through pain. You learn through uh, realizing, oh, shit, I took a wrong turn. When you take a wrong turn, you got to go to the dead end in the dark woods somewhere in back of Georgia. And you got to go back there and you're going to think the Ku Klux Klan going to be up back there with a cross back there. And you got to get rifle shooting. You got to get your boy. You got to get Dick Cheney shooting a rifle. You got to. <laughs> and if people don't hit their head, they don't learn the lesson. But this isn't an overnight thing. This isn't an overnight thing. Did we get here overnight? I used to tell my fitness clients. They used to come in. Hey, I want to lose 50 pounds in three months. I'm, And then I asked them, did you gain 50 pounds in three months? Nope. <laughs> you gained 50 pounds in 10 years. Pounds don't come off like that. 
Same thing with what we're going through now. Did we get into this three months ago? We did not. We've got through this 10, 15, maybe 70 years ago. If you think about the influence of feminism, this has been a 70 year long progression. Now they want to come now soft girl era. Now they want to come in and say, oh, I'm a trad con. I'm traditional conservative. Now they want to say, hey, just move on in. We'll figure it out. Now they want to say what? Now, now that the barbarians at the gate, they want a solution. See, here's the thing. I get tired of people asking me what the solution is when I didn't cause the problem. All right. I diagnosed it way earlier than most of you people did. And I said, we're headed into trouble and nobody listened to me. You just said you're bitter and hurt. You cannot admit that we're not in trouble. We're in trouble as in terms of our economy and our social, political, our economic situation. We're in trouble. But we didn't get here yesterday. How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. I'm speaking on it, but I'm also speaking on it because I've been speaking on it before you even realized there was problems. Okay, now we got problems. Now what? Now you want me to give you the solution? Don't ask me for the 50-point play now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, when I was coaching, my when I was coaching, my kids, you know, there would be times they wouldn't listen to me. I give them the game plan. I give them the scouting report. I tell them what plays we're going to run. I tell you where the strengths and weaknesses is of the other team. They didn't listen to me. All of a sudden, they start. the other team starts the game on a 10-0 run, and I got to burn a timeout within the first minute and 30 seconds. And then here comes my team. All right, coach, we listening. <laughs> oh, you listening now because that reality done slapped you in the ass. I told you they were going to do this. I told your ass that you was going to do that. Now you want to listen. We down 10 up. And I got to substitute. I got to sub some people in. Now they over there with the uh, momentum and all the adrenaline pumping and the crowd's going nuts. And the band's playing behind me. Now you want me to draw some shit up. <laughs> hey, draw up now. What's the solution now, coach? Huh? We're going to have to chip, chip, chip away. Ain't no 10-point play coming your way. All right, we're going to have to wait for our run. But in the middle of that, we can't have compound turnovers. We can't continue to make the same mistakes. We got to now play perfect basketball for the next 15 minutes. Okay, no turnovers. We got to shoot 70% from the field, and we got to get uh, a stop on three uh, out of every four trips down here. We got to get a defensive stop on three out of four trips when they just went 100% on each trip. Okay, now you want me to do what? The 10-point play. What the hell? Don't ask me for a solution. I diagnosed the situation. I told you we are going to need to actually go backwards and really self-reflect until we self-reflect, until people start being a little bit more closer instead of divisive or divisive. Ain't nothing going to correct. Don't ask me for the solution. <laughs> okay? Anyway, the solution is, until now, the free agent lifestyle. For men, that's what I promote. If you want the solution, it's in the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry about all that. Let's do this, man. Uh, let me see. Shout out to Jabari in the building. He says, to avoid drama, I told my girlfriends up front, no marriage, and they appreciate my honesty. Yep. I've actually, you know, it took me a lot of years to learn that, to be upfront with women. And sometimes they won't deal with you, and that's fine. You got to let women walk someone. Oh, I'm only I'm not going to waste my time in relationships. Oh, OK. All right. Going about your business. What you'll find is they'll be back. 
They'll be back. Nobody's taking that bum-ass deal that they're offering. Jay Cool says, thank you, coach. He says, him save money. Him spend money on himself. Him going to the Bills games by himself. Free agent lifestyle for the win. And uh, if you post on social media, people are going to recognize, damn, uh, doing things by yourself isn't really that bad. But men have to get over that need. Um, start going to the movies by yourself. If you're one of these guys who really, you're really uncomfortable about doing things by yourself, this is going to be a long show. Okay, but <laughs> um, start doing things by yourself because I travel by myself. Um, I go to football games and sporting events and movies. Start going to the movies by yourself. Now, a lot of people have never done that. You, you don't even know that's possible. You're like, what? Go to the movies by myself? Yep, go to a matinee where there's not going to be a lot of people there. Right. There's going to be eight people there. And um, most of them are going to be senior citizens and a 42 year old single woman. Go to a movie matinee, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Go see the movie. Get into the habit of doing it. Go to the movies by yourself. Movies don't require another person. Uh, for some reason, in our dating lexicon, we think going to the movies requires another person. You don't even talk to the person when you're in the movie for two hours and 58 minutes. Okay, you're not even talking to them. You just sit next to them and they digging in your popcorn and eating your Twizzlers. So you're not even doing anything with them anyway. And then you talk about the movie afterwards anyway. So I do stuff like that and I'm completely comfortable going out alone. Now, does that help society? No, the economy needs you out here taking women out to things and women need it. I think it's best for their mental health to have companions. It's best for, best for both people to have companions, but for certainly for women. But they're being left out. I don't care, but they're being left out. And when they see you going to movies by yourself and football games, I've had many women. Next trip you go on, I'll go with you. And I would say, okay, the payment is, <laughs> this is what you're going to pay. And then they start shuffling. Oh, well, I don't know. Anyway. Um, these are things that you can practice by yourself. All right, man, boy, I got to get in here. Got to get in here with the show. AD also says, I've been posting on my Facebook for years that feminism is a hoax, a scam, and unsustainable. Those posts are aging like good whiskey. Yep, we're here. We're here, guys. It's here. But we, we got to face the fact that that's the, the situation. But a lot of women will say, no, it wasn't feminism, feminism's fault. If you look at my book reviews in the evolution, they're like, how is this feminism's fault? Guys, I don't know what to tell you. If no one's going to really be honest in this situation and figure out that that was the major change in our society, that was the most significant change. Not even the civil rights movement had the legs that feminism had on it. Women changed. They changed like crazy. They went from providing this to pro not providing this and providing that. And they've been trying to get men to, it doesn't matter. I have a job and I have my own money and I pay my own rent and my cars. And that means I don't have to do these things for you anymore. But being a relationship in a marriage where it doesn't benefit the man at all, it doesn't benefit the man very little. Most men get absolutely nothing from relationships other than, other than if he's happy to just give. If a guy's just happy to just give and happy to have a woman in his presence, he does win in relationships. He wins significantly, hands down. And the woman just says, hi, honey, give, give, give. And he says, oh, I'm so happy to give here. Oh, I'll take whatever you can give me. Oh, thank you very much. You give me a little leg once a month. Thank you very much. That's all I need. 
He's the only one. There's a lot of guys that just love the company of women. And they do fine in this marketplace. Most men who don't care about the company of women, which I don't care. I don't see where it improves me. Not modern women. All right. <laughs> I don't see where it. And I don't like to give just for the sake of giving. I want reciprocation. I want you got to give me something back. You got to give me something back. And it's not what you choose to give me. All right. Let's put the price on the line. Let's put it on the line. So um, I you don't get to tell me, well, I'll just give you what I want to give you when I want to give it. No, no. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. So um, that's probably 80% of men. 80% of men are like that. Ah, uh, this is what I want. And don't don't try to play games with it. Uh the other 20% of men don't really care. They enjoy giving, they enjoy the woman company of women. They don't know any different. That's where they are. All right. Anyway, sorry, man. This is gonna be one of these shows. Let's talk about Kanye West and the Candace Owens White Lives Matter shirt. And I'll talk about Kanye. He's obviously got people all in their feelings because this is what happened if you have your head somewhere buried in the sand and you didn't see what happened here. Kanye West teamed up with uh, Candace Owens, two two polarizing figures, obviously right-leaning figures. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, Kanye West, this is what they did. They wore this White Lives Matter t-shirt at a fashion show in Paris. And obviously, they're on European turf, so white lives matter. Now, people are triggered by this, obviously, you would, could, could tell. And I think uh, Lauren Hill's daughter even wore the white lives matter. And predictably, the normies, the ham and eggers, predictably responded in the way Candace Owens and Kanye would have thought they were responded, which means they trolled you. Okay? <laughs> and here's the deal. When you get trolled and you respond accordingly, predictably, like they would think you would respond, you just proved you nothing but a lemming. You knew you proved you just a ham and egger at this particular point, and I can't, I can't help you. Again, you're so plugged in to what happens that you're going to give the automatic response. Listen, yes, it's polarizing. It is definitely trolling. I don't think it's very offensive, but people are just beyond themselves. And this is kind of indicative of why you keep being stuck where you're stuck okay so the black lives matter shirt everybody wants to say that it's a movement which i disagree with there was definitely an organization now you trap yourself just like they trolled and trapped themselves in the white lives matter conversation you trolled and trapped yourself if you keep trying to blur the lines where nobody wants it blurred Let's be clear. Black Lives Matter was the organization. They actually ruined the name Black Lives Matter as a brand by stealing 90 plus million dollars. That cannot be that cannot be disputed. So people then want to say, well, the phrase in the movement is it's dead. Bury it. Bury it. The brand is ruined. And now it's double ruined because now they put the White Lives Matter shirt version out and you guys reacted like white folks reacted to the Black Lives Matter T-shirt. Is trolling at best. <laughs> it's trolling. Okay, so there you can't distinguish a phrase and say the movement is this, but the but the but the but the scam was that. Nobody's gonna ride with you if you think you're gonna make progress like that. That's just like saying feminism didn't hurt society. You're gonna have people on both sides of that argument going. That's when they say feminism. Well, feminism's definition actually means. 
and then they say some bullshit. Well, it means equality for all people. And you go, you see what I mean? So that's why you got to separate completely from that message. You can't say it's a movement. By the way, how was it even a movement? And what did it move? Nothing. Nope. <laughs> okay. But now you have the opposite effect. And let's just be clear about this. Kanye West. Kanye West is a man alone. He's a man alone. Does he have mental issues? I can't speak on that. I can't speak on that. But he, it, there's a phrase called, there's a fine line between genius and insanity. And I think Kanye walks that line. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example here. This is Kanye West during the George W. Bush presidency, which a lot of people forgot about. But I'm going to show you that Kanye has tried to ride with y'all, and he's off the train now. <laughs> he's off the train. Let's go ahead and play. Here it is right here. Destruction of the spirit of the people of Southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Please call. <laughs> so the famous the famous phrase by Kanye West, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Everybody was celebrating him. White lives matter. Nobody celebrating him. Now, if you know, there's two different times in his life where he was not as rich as he was and he was just trying to get put on. And he trolled the world during Hurricane Katrina. And he said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Now, people would say he wasn't trolling. He was serious. Okay, is he serious about this or is he trolling? Is he serious about this or is he trolling? What is it? You can't have it both ways with him. And with Kanye, you can't have it both ways. You're either just going to think he's insane or you can think he's a genius. But there's a fine line between genius and insanity. And that's what it is. Okay, that's what it is with Kanye. But at this point in his life, he's been he's a man alone. He's in a class of his own. Essentially, he has his opinions. Sometimes his opinions are very much like, wow, this guy's on it. And then the next day you'd be looking like, damn, where is he at? But he's unlike anyone else in the world. So if he wants to do this and he wants to make a point, I don't even know if he's making a point about the racial issue. He could be just talking about white clothing. I don't know, but I know he's trolling. Unfortunately, you have people here, dog. We need to racially draft him. We need to get rid of him. He going against his own race and all of this stuff. He's not any, he's a guy right now at this point. He doesn't need a race. Just be honest. Okay. And he's got Candace Owens, which is another polarizing figure in this situation here. And if look, this would be frank. If you're offended by the White Lives Matter shirt, why wouldn't people be offended by the Black Lives Matter shirt? Okay. And when people are offended by the Black Lives Matter shirt and you go to shuffling trying to explain that it's a movement and it's not the organization, it's going to fall on deaf ears, similar to Kanye and Candace Owens' representation of White Lives Matters falling on your deaf ears. See, if you don't understand why they're wearing this, which you don't have to agree with them wearing it, but they can wear it. If you don't want to hear their explanation on why they're wearing it, this is how people feel when you wear it. You see what I mean? This is where we are. And there's no meeting in the middle. And I think we need to have a meeting in the middle in relationship to these topics. If you're going to wear a shirt like this for the last 10 years and then be mad that they're wearing this shirt, you're in a situation where you actually painted yourself in the corner. You painted yourself in the corner with that. And so he said, this is what Kanye said. He was like, oh, he was like, you don't want to listen. Okay, well. You can buy up my shoes, which he knows you're going to keep buying the shoes. All right. Y'all haven't stopped buying Michael Jordan's yet, despite the fact that he ain't paid nobody a dime. And Kanye said, I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. 
So that's the, that's my point about Kanye. I had to think about it just a little bit. And what I determined was I'm not going to react emotionally to it. Anytime you react, react emotionally to something like that, you fell for the trap. You fell for the trolling. You fell for it. So he says, make no, it makes no logical sense. Trolling never makes sense. Trolling never makes sense. See, you want to make sense of it. But here, here's the deal. He's trolling you. <laughs> okay. You want to make sense of it. All he did was shuffled and trolled, and he got you talking about it. And to reality, look at Michael Jordan's sales of Jordans. All-time high. And he's never been one to really come out and embrace the black community, not even hip-hop community. But hip-hop seems to embrace him. Kanye West will still, still sell Yeezys in the hood. People are going to forget about it. But if you jump in emotionally, don't box it. Yeah, right here. Coach always says, don't box yourself in. And what I did was not box myself in. I immediately didn't jump and go, wow, he's against, he's an Uncle Tom. I didn't immediately do that. I was like, let me figure out what's going on here. Let me see what's going on. And let me say, I, I, I'm basically trying to play the middle on it, basically saying he's trolling you and you fell for the bait, just like a big fish fell right for the bait. And you fell for the bait. So he got what he he got what he wanted out of it. Do you think I mean, he could literally sit down on this issue. He could sit down. He doesn't even need to get into a black and white issue at this point. He's a billionaire, but he is a man alone, too. So that's probably seeping out into why he's doing what he's doing. But he's Kanye. If you think Kanye is going to be losing money left and right anytime soon, you are mistaken. If you think this is going to kill his brand, you're mistaken. And to be. Shoes cost. How much does his shoes cost? Let's just put this out here. His shoes might cost 500. I mean, I mean, my son showed me some ugly ass shoes that he had out here. And I was like, how much you want to pay for what? His market is not the hood. But people in the hood will buy his stuff. But I don't think that's where his market is. I don't think where that's where his brand is. So with that being said, he can troll you. He can get the reaction that he wants. He got it. He got it. And now you guys are talking about it and talking about him like you're going to shut down his brand and cancel him. With that being said, there's never been a canceling of anything in terms of boycotting anything when it comes to the community. And that's a sad assessment. There hasn't been a boycott of anything of significance in a long time. You couldn't boycott the NFL. You were going to boycott the NFL when you when Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee. That didn't work. Y'all still at the football games. Okay. When was the last successful boycott? Montgomery bus boycott? Come on. So Kanye West knows this, and he's hedging his bet that he still will be. <laughs> even still will be what it is. All right. So somebody says he makes up 80% of Adidas online sales. He's good. He's good, and he trolled you. So get over it. Uh, let's see here. That's what I say. Get over it. But am I offended? No. I wasn't offended on the Black Lives Matter either. I just thought it was, I was like, that's dumb. Just like I think this one is dumb. All right. I don't think it's anything. I think it's much to do about nothing. But if you're a normie, yeah, you're up in arms. You're thinking that's going to matter. I mean, I didn't think Black Lives Matter shirts matter. I wasn't I wasn't all offended when they were wearing their shirts. I just thought, okay, if you want to, that's what you want to do. That's what I think about them wearing the shirt. That's what you want to wear. Okay. That's I'm not offended. I didn't get emotionally charged. Oh my God, let's go ruin race relations. I was like, whatever. All right. Anyway. 
Straggling Sniggle Theater. Let's get to it. Oh, my goodness, man. Straggling Sniggle. All right, we're going to get in here. We're going to... <laughs> We're going to do this. It says crackhead dancing. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to see what this is. Crackhead dancing. Oh, my goodness. You can see this video. All right. This, this woman here, I don't know what happens here. Uh, we talk about mate selection here on this channel. And uh, it says right here, if you ain't got this energy in Florida, don't come out. This is a woman probably has probably 50 million, 50,000 fans on Instagram. She's thick, as people would call her. She's thick. But obviously, she's a walking red flag. And I don't know if she's trolling, but for some reason, they're going to film her doing this. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. I got to turn this down. Sorry for the headphone gang in the building. We're going to make it a little bit lower. Here we go. Is she feeling herself? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's somebody girlfriend. Somebody going to hit that tonight. Oh, no, there's a longer form of this. Wait, what happened to the video? All right, there's a longer form of this video. I'm going to have to find it. It's on my uh, coach where she takes a hit from the vape pipe. She does take a hit from the vape. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I think KT King put it on. Whose girlfriend is that? Somebody definitely hitting that tonight. Who, who do you think is hitting that? A brother? <laughs> Let's move that right quick. Let's see if we can pull this up. Let's see who had that on there. I think it was KT King had it. Uh, somebody's definitely in her DMs tonight. Uh, and you know what you're going to get from that. That's involving Satan itself into your relationship if you smash that. And we talk about sexual energy. We definitely talk about sexual energy. Here it is right here. Let me see if I can pull it up. See if I can pull it up without getting censored with the music. Please don't stop the music. Where is it? Oh, here it is right there. All right, so let's see. Let's share this. Here she is right here. There she is right there. That's somebody girlfriend. She feeling it. Man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Boy, the drugs is out here, man. The drugs is crazy. Goodness. Oh, there it is. There's the vape pen. Remember, I've been telling you, how many red flags can you identify? Obviously, the red flag first is going to be her appearance. That's definitely going to be the first red flag. The second red flag that you're going to see here is going to be the tattoos. She literally has what looks to be a satanic tattoo on her chest. Okay, so that's a red flag there. Most of you guys would have walked right past that. Look at her wrist. Red flag. Big hoop earrings or small hoop earrings, red flag. There's a pipe. I don't know if that's a vape pen or a meth pipe, but that's definitely something going on here that you're going to have to continue with right there. Okay, here we go here. And that's you. Let's go ahead and continue. Oh, no. Oh, no. That might not be a vape pen, gentlemen. <laughs> that might not be a vape. That might be full out methamphetamines. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that might be something else the way she went crazy my goodness what is that what is going on there y'all gotta be careful out here in this dating world um i actually saw a woman beautiful latina girl i mean she was a beautiful flatback when i say flatback doesn't mean they don't have no booty she was a beautiful thin in shape latina chick and she had tattoo sleeves all right and then she it was a tattoo instagram 
and she put a big old satanic tattoo right across her chest. Beautiful, brown, crisp skin. All right, kind of like the coaches, but a little bit lighter. You know how they have it, you know, those beautiful brown-skinned hairless monkeys, you know. Beautiful. And she put this big ass, she was young too, junior college, foldable. I had to fold her ass up like a love letter from the third grade. And she had a horrible tattoo put up. Satan, it was like the devil himself was across her chest. Bruh. It's like Jesus. So uh, that's what happens in the world today. And you guys aren't recognizing these red flags. These signs come from trauma in which these traumatic issues are going to manifest themselves into the future. Wait till we get to the marriage. Why men trap themselves in miserable marriages because you think in which your lust and you get into relationships with these people and they have trauma and issues that have been, been resolved for way too long into adulthood. And then you try to come in here and potentially think you can fix it with a little bit of love and attention, but it's not enough. Love and happiness. Something make you want to do wrong will make you do right. Yeah. No, no, no. Love and happiness is not enough. If people have experienced trauma and it manifests in their how they display themselves, right? It's going to mess you up in the long term. Let's get to the next straggling sniggle. There's a woman named Kiki or KK Walker. I don't know who she is. People seem to know who she is. Of course, I haven't been in the community a long time, and I don't even know who this person is. But uh, let's talk about it. Let's see if I can bring. Let me see here. Let's, I'm going to bring that down. Is it Kiki? Kiki. Here she is. We got to talk about this BBL syndrome. This is another thing that it's manifesting themselves in low self-esteem. Okay, women with low self-esteem uh, issues, attention-seeking, uh, trauma, absentee, fathers, mothers competing, older. I mean, there's just too much here. I don't know if she has a BBL, but something's going on back there. Let's go ahead and see if we can pull that up. I got to turn the volume down, of course, for copyright issues. Let's go ahead and see what's going on here. So she out of breath now is this the woman the polyamorous woman she got three husbands i think she has three husbands right she out of breath now carrying all that weight got that's too much weight to be carrying man look i know a lot of guys like they be like, oh, that thing, thing in back there. Oh, she got that thing, that thing moving. All right. <laughs> when I see guys talk like that, I'd be like, I mean, listen, you like what you like. I get it. But this right here, this right here, what is this? Like, look, man, this is not real. Can that be real? That cannot be real. Like, who's the, who thinks that's attractive? I mean, listen, I mean, look, I get it, man. I don't want to, I don't want to step on dude's toes here. This is <laughs> Jesus, that thing looked like it stank, bro. She stabbed one of her ex-husbands. And why would you, why would you, if you're in this type of shape, and I think she's an older woman. I'm going to look it up here in a second. She's an older woman. What does the BBL do for you? I mean, I guess it gives you so superficial attention. I mean, but she's out of shape everywhere else. I mean, I could see if you were in some sort of shape and you wanted to enhance the rest of your body. But in this situation, she's already gone. But 
there's a group of low quality men that would, would marry a woman just for that. How men trap themselves in marriages. So I don't get the phenomena of the BBL. First of all, ladies, it's a bad financial decision. It's a bad financial decision. Okay. And the reason why it's a bad financial decision is more than likely you're catering to an audience of low quality men. You're not catering to the richest of the rich. You're going to get male attention by having that thing thanging and that thing waving and that thing a jiggling, but it's not going to be men of high economic status. I'm just going to throw that out there right there. That's a pookie attraction uh, thing. Only put, now I don't care what race the woman is. The most of the guys that are going to be attracted to that are men that just want to impregnate you at best and fornicate with you at worst. I mean, you're not going to get a major benefit from that. Like you don't level up in society. Although there are some women who already kind of were personalities and then they put the booty on and then they actually were able to get a lot more attention from it. But the normal crowd of women who do this and go to the Dominican when you come back to Indianapolis, it's not like you get a higher status male. You get a lower status male <laughs> as a result. So you've invested five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I don't know how much BBL costs. This is a Brazilian butt lift, but it doesn't look like a Brazilian butt lift. It looks like it looks like some soggy diapers, wet diapers. That's what it looks like. It doesn't look like a butt lift. It looks like extra soggy, and it doesn't it doesn't even match. The legs half the time, but you, when you come back, you don't get a higher status male. You just get more thugs and pookies that want it. I don't know what, can a woman explain why you would get a BBL? <laughs> like, are you trying to level up or you just want more pookie attention? Cause that's what you're going to get. Let me look up Kiki Walker just for a second, because I think she's the one that's in the polyamorous relationship. Nope. She's a singer. He has three husbands and 50, 11 kids. Oh, that's Kiki Palmer. Is, is this the same thing, Kiki Palmer or Walker? All right, hold on for a second. I'm getting them confused. Who am I looking up? Kiki. Hold on for a second. Hey, Kiki. Are you, what's his name, Kiki? Hold on for a second. My computer unfolds up. Kiki Wyatt. That's why it didn't come up. Kiki Wyatt. I think I talked about her before, Kiki Wyatt. Is this Bray Wyatt's? <laughs> is this Bray Wyatt's um sister? Kiki is pregnant with eleventh baby, so she has uh yeah, so she has eleven children. She's currently pregnant. No, 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 that was in February. So she had another baby. Let's go ahead and pull her up. Oh boy, <laughs> this is a circus. Hold on for a second. Let me see this circus real quick. Kiki Wyatt, just so you guys want.
Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. Hey, I'll blame it on the NWO, but it is what it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, at some particular point, it will be real. <laughs> so, anyway, man, I got to pay my internet bill. What's going on with this air conditioning? Lord have mercy. Air conditioning getting low. And we're back. All right, we're back for now. New, 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 new world order. They don't like my bit rate or my Bitcoin. Anyway, Kiki Walker, we're done with her. She has 11 kids. Just so you, if you wanted to know, she definitely does have 11 kids. Appreciate y'all sticking around the stream on this one. And uh, yeah, so we were just talking about her. My computer did not like that. All right, did not like bringing up some of these websites. So there she is right there. There she is right there, just so you guys wanted to know. Yeah, my rent's due. I didn't pay the rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And where there she is right there. So the woman that we were describing, the woman that we were describing earlier is this woman right here. And it's uh, this is her family. I could go into who's who, but I can't tell who's who. She has, I can't tell if she has a husband or two husbands. I can't tell. But these are all of his children, and she's pregnant again. Uh, so maybe potentially that's why she looked out of shape on stage because she just delivered a baby. All right, so that's why she she still had her baby weight. But who's the husband? Is this who's this guy right here? Who's that guy? Is he the husband or the brother? All right, there's a guy right there. He kind of looks like a daddy, so I'm thinking that's a husband. But this dude over here, this dude can fly twice as high for sure way up in the sky <laughs> take a look and send a book all right anyway <laughs> yeah we got to fix that this weekend we got to fix that this weekend all right what do we got next man let's get to the super chats appreciate y'all for sticking around we lost a couple people but it's okay all right uh what are we doing here let's get into the super chats all right we got super chat time over here over here where are we at here? Nate, bitch, shout out to KT King. He says, YouTube has the Google moderator team monitoring chat rooms on streams and live content at all times. He says, keep your head on the swivel. Definitely, guys. Um, They're monitoring all, and then sometimes they take you down. <laughs> all right, who knows? Johnny Green, he says, yo, coach, can I get a happy birthday? It's my birthday today. Just turned 23. We'll give you a... Round of applause. Happy birthday to the brothers here. Shout out to all. Is it Libra's? Is it Libra birthdays now? Or is are we still in uh, the previous? <laughs> are we still in the previous? Whatever the previous rendition of. Um, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. What are we doing here? What is this? Oh, I see what's going on here. Man, this is actually weird. All right. I'm getting some weird stuff going on in my background. But happy birthday to you, brother. Uh, 23. And we're marching forward. I wish I had. Oh, it's Virgo season. Is it Virgo? I don't even, I can't even, I can't even keep track. I only know mine. I'm a Libra myself. So this is why you get me being kind of like, I'm a balanced guy for the most part. I want things to make sense. Most people who aren't Libras, they don't want the world to make sense. <laughs> That's all I know about astrology. I don't know anybody else. I know cancer is in July. That's all I know. All right. Anyway. Happy birthday to you, brother. All right, uh, ladies love cool C. He says men with no options and leverage will do stupid things like chase low interest XXs or marry an XX that treats them like an incel. 
Yep. So a lot of guys will be comfortable with being treated like that. And listen, I was like that. I was married. I was married at one particular point, And I thought, mm, this is the best it'll be. And this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm going to be here for my kids. And I'll take a little bit of sex here and there whenever she's willing to throw it to me. Now, I would never do that now, knowing what I know. And even then, I knew it was wrong. But men don't have a way out. Men don't have a way out in marriages. Like, they're stuck. So this is why. You should just leave where they're stuck. So they can't just leave. So they'll talk themselves into staying and accepting it. Monkey D says, I'm in the club bopping with my ninjas. Kodak bopping. He says, that's my ish. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Yeah, the PC is not handling this right now. So uh, anyway, I don't know what any of that means. I'm a little too old for that. Where are we at here? Seth, I always call you one to call you Seth Rollins. That's what we're going to call you. He says, Think my divorce and parental alienation of my son caused me to start balding last year, 23, and making 120K per year. Well, stress is significant. So men do bald and age um, due to a variety of reasons, but stress can be one of them. It can, uh, guys, don't underestimate divorce, okay? It will age you. I don't care who you are. Now, my chocolate skin is very nice, very nice. I'm 46 years old at the moment. Okay. Um, I have a gray beard, and sure, my head is my hair is balding, but that's for a variety of reasons, but could be because of stress, could be because of the divorce. I went through a very, very, very bad bitter divorce. All right. For uh, and still kind of going through some parental alienation and some custody issues. Now it never ends, and divorce is like death. So if you go through a divorce, gentlemen, forget the ladies. When you go through a divorce, gentlemen, because nobody cares about you when you go through a divorce. When you go through a divorce, it's like a death. And it's like a prolonged death if it's a bitter divorce. Now, women can go through this death because there's a prize at the end most of the time. They either get you to throw in the towel. They either get you to throw in the towel or they need they they ended up. Um, and somebody says you need therapy, bro. Do not get me to go in on therapy. Do not get me to go in on therapy. Therapy is not the answer, and I'm tired of people using it as an answer. It's not an answer. First of all, most therapists are either reading rainbow that are males or they're overwhelmingly female. It's not a place for most men, and it's not an end-all, be-all. You will go through five and ten therapists before you even find the one that helps you, and you'll be light $200,000. Stop with the bullshit. I, that's a normie response, and sometimes I have to deal with normies and NPCs. Okay. But normie response, you need therapy. Okay, it's not an end-all, be-all. Therapists are not there to help. They're there to help you unload and unpack. They don't help you. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a form of helping, but it's not there. It's not an end-all, be-all for 100% of people. Most of the time, you can get some exercise. You can get some help, and you can get some nutrition, and you can get women to stop abusing men via the family court. Okay. Can we get women to stop abusing men and holding children hostage? Can we get that? Okay. No, y'all don't want to do that. All you want to do is gas like men. That's what you want to do. We need to get people back where they're not abusing men and understanding that um, women are abusing men via court and they're holding them, uh, they're threatening them and they're threatening to, they're threatening time with their children and they're threatening their future expenses. 
and their future uh, wealth development. This is just crazy. It's, it's crazy. But no, there's another blaming you. Oh, blame you. It's your fault. You dealt with it. Go into therapy. <laughs> what the fuck? All they're going to do is milk you for your insurance, take the money, and they don't care if they've helped you. Understand that. We talk about that too much. Now, what we need to understand as men, see, that's another point. They don't care about you. What we need to understand at men, as men, number one, they don't care about you. Number two, it's like a death where you don't get a payoff, where for the woman, it's like a death, but she gets a payoff. And until we acknowledge the fact that men go through pure hell as a result of these relationships, instead of pushing it back into our lap, We never going to get there. All the who hurt you and you need help and you need. No, that ain't the answer. Can we get the family court to stop abusing men? Can we get ladies? And I'm going to say this for the ladies because there's a couple of people here. Ladies. You have relatives. You have uh, nieces. You have cousins. Your mother. Okay. You have your mother. You. Friends. Coworkers all turning men upside down via the family court. So we do have a lot of these chameleons that come over here. I would never do that to a man. I would never take a man's child, but you surely know someone doing this to another man. And what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? Not a damn thing. And you watch this woman divorce, graping men, holding their children against them, patting their pockets down, taking them to child support hearings. You have relatives doing this. You see it happening. Your roommate's doing and And nobody's doing anything about it. And now they say on the back end, you need to help. I'm sorry, we need to help? Yeah, we certainly do need some help. We need people to understand that this is abuse on a grand scale. And until, until people acknowledge that and stop using these systems against men, we might get men to come back to the table relationship-wise. But no. So nobody's absent of absent of responsibility in this. I don't want to hear about, I wouldn't do this to my man. You certainly have a sister doing it to her husband. You, Your mama did it against your father. You have friends and coworkers that you know are doing this to their man. And you know they cheated on their man. You ain't doing shit about it. You quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. Okay, that's what you're doing right now, right? Anyway, <laughs> He says, nah, coach, they the same people. They do it. And not, not only that, you don't even know if you're going to do it in the future. You'll do it too. It's just the right circumstance. I've had women say that. I actually had women say, I would never do something like that. And I say, what if he cheated on me? And then they say, well, that's different. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. She said, I actually had a woman. I tested her out when I started testing women and, and actually asking them questions. Because they would hear my story. They'd be like, man, I would never do anything like that. And then I would say, well, what if you found out he cheated on you? Well, that, that's different. So wait, wait, well, hold on for a second. So now there's conditions to how much you're going to take and drag a man through family court. Because he cheated? What does that have to do with his children? What? Listen, ladies, I know y'all don't can't, you can't separate these two. Just like you can't separate Black Lives Matters and White Lives Matter. You're too much of a normie. I got a question. What does cheating have to do with him seeing his kids? And vice versa.
because certainly women don't get penalized for cheating in family court. They get very rarely a penalty. What does cheating have to do with him? Now you can't see your kids. What? No, no, no. He cheated on you. He didn't cheat on the kids. He gets to still see his kids. But, but because you're now using and leveraging your kids to hurt him because he did it, he had an affair on you. Now you're going to hurt and leverage the kids against them and use them as pawns, pawns against him because you feel bad or you got done wrong in a relationship. That's relationship stuff. Cheating has nothing to do with him accessing his kids. Neither does it have, if you cheated on him, he, the kids are still the kids. But all of a sudden, I would never do that, turns into, well, if he cheated on me and made me feel bad, he don't get to see his kids. Yes, I'm going to drag him. What? This is the conversation people cannot have. Until people have this conversation, or at least come to some sort of agreement, you're going to have what you have right now. You're going to have a disastrous dating marketplace. You're going to have men afraid to commit. You're going to have men not getting therapy and help that they need. Or you're going to have men deleting themselves because they can't see their kids. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, what do we got going on here? Hopefully, man, we make it through without another interruption. But tends to be with this computer. Uh, I'm still acknowledging the brothers who super chatted. Jim status says, get fit and get money in the building. Yes, indeed. I got money. Who is this in here? Here says Marlboro man. We'll call you for, he says, you encourage you, your courage to share and be bold on these issues. It takes tremendous courage. And I've already forgot because I've been doing it for so long. People find this discussion very polarizing. Uh, people can't talk about this in public. Men can't talk about this in public. We cannot talk about how we're done wrong in family court. Oh, just pay no money and just deal with it. Just deal with seeing your kids half-time, part-time. Just deal with it. Just go get therapy and who hurt you? Just get another girlfriend. Just stop, just stop talking about this. <laughs> Why don't they want people to talk about this? Why don't they want men's opinion on this side? No, nope, they don't want to hear it. So I have the courage to speak about it because I actually had to go through a storm for the first two years of this channel speaking about these issues. Man, I, I heard every damn thing. And I'm telling you, what they got as an antidote to your pain and misery is not for you. They're not trying to help you. Oh, just get into therapy and just get another girl and stop being bitter. Just marry up a single mother. You old, balding-ass old man. Just, just do whatever. You, you're a man. Just man up. Just... Guys, this is hurting relationships. This is not helping. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. That is not going to help relationships. More men are going to just tuck their tail or they're going to take their ball home. They're just going to sit at home. They're not going to do nothing. They're going to go on dates. Yes, they'll go on dates, but they'll be very much watching you out the corner of their eye, side-eyeing you. They're not going to start paying for dates. You, women are frustrated with dating. And rightly so. I they should be frustrated at this point, but it's not our fault. It's not men's fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. At some particular point, they're gonna have to look in the mirror. If they don't want to look in the mirror, men are gonna take their wallet, they're gonna take their wallet, and they're gonna go the other way. <laughs> and they're gonna be leaving you sitting there. Men are just uh, the whole passport issue that got black women up in arms. I've never seen black women up in arms since uh, MGTOW. But women are making videos for these men that want to get their passport 
and they think they're going to go overseas and they think they're going to do all that, do all this. Why are you worried about it? Why are you worried about it? <laughs> You're worried about it because you really need these men to do what you want them to do. And that is just man up. Just be a man. Guys, that advice is not working. I'm sorry to tell you, it ain't going to work. Shout out to Frodo Bagum Young says, Coach, add the na- uh, last podcast to Spotify. Okay, I'll do that. And shout out to GH. He says, Donovan Sharp talks about signs of low self-esteem women. And there's a lot of them. And admit it, admittedly, many people won't admit it. There's a lot of women running around here with low self-esteem projecting onto you their own insecurities. But if you talk about this, it's somehow considered hate speech. But ask a woman. I've had lived with plenty of women. They are very insecure individuals. To the point when you approach them, they're already defensive and they're having a bad hair day. And here you come. <laughs> they haven't jumped in the shower and put their makeup on. And here you come. <laughs> and they're like, you just want my booty. <laughs> but a lot of people suffer from low self-esteem, but I've never understood it because my self-esteem always been high. All right. It's been off the meter sometimes. Sometimes I got to look at myself and be like, damn, you should really hate yourself today. I'll be looking in like perhaps a little more hate of yourself would be a little bit more balancing to the world here. The world can't handle you. I always tell you guys, I'm like, dude, if they, if they made me look like the rock, if I look like the rock, y'all wouldn't be able to handle me. I don't even look like the rock. And I'd be thinking like the rock. I think I'm the rock. (laughs) Like I need a little bit more lack of self-esteem. I mean, I got it a little bit too much. I mean, I need to give some out. Maybe I'll sell some. I'm just crazy. I don't know, man. This is crazy. I'm like, how people feel bad about themselves. I look at the rest of the world. I'm like, well, you should feel bad about yourself. Mm. All right. Anyway, but this is something that maybe you can learn for yourself. I mean, my self-esteem off the charts. It's too high. You know what I mean? Admittedly, it's a little too high. I could tone it down just a little bit, but damn, (laughs) I'm enjoying life. Anyway, shout out to you. Uh, Larry Leisure Coffee Fund. He says, ironic. How we talk about folks getting canceled in the same fashion or of, of someone passing. He says, can the gang get Coach Adama's prediction? What year will censorship collapse? You mean, will what, you, you, you're asking, will, will it collapse? Meaning, will they stop canceling people or when the right to free speech will be dissolved? All right. Is that what you're saying? That's a, that's a two sided uh, question there. But uh, they're trying to take away the the rights of the people. All right, we got a brother here that's got a lot. Maurice, uh, we're going to call you Marcus. Marcus says, when the concert ain't popping like Kiki planned, resort to twerking, and it was uncalled for. Mm. She was out of shape. She was out of breath. And then she definitely said, I'm going to just start twerking. Right? When all else fails, Ice Spice says, ah, I can't keep up with the lyrics no more. Twerk. All right, my friends overcharged me, got a lot to say. He says, think you may have hit a new topic to breeze over tomorrow. Do you really want to reach the top because it's really lonely? That's a good one to talk about. It's lonely at the top. It's lonely when you start making a certain amount of money. I mean, I don't, I'm not telling you what I make, but not a lot of people. It's lonely up there. Let me just say, all right. And it doesn't take much to get to that level. Most people's average income is somewhere around 60 and... 60 and 40 and 60 thousand dollars a year. Now, once you reach past the six figure mark, once you reach past that 
and God forbid you go between quarter of a million to half a million dollars, once you get in that area, you're in uncharted territory for most people in the world. Okay, listen, in the world, new, 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 new world order. The world doesn't make what you make. There's not many people that you align with in ideology in the world. So when that happens, when that happens, you're off on the island by yourself. You better get accustomed to people not relating to you. Not only that, you can't relate to people anymore. That's where it's going to be. So you're by yourself. Your homies, your families, none of these people are not going to relate to you. You can get to $85,000 and you'll be in that world. So anyway. And you better have a switch of mentality because if you start thinking like a $40,000 year man and you make $85,000, you're not going to be at eighty five dollars very long. You're not getting the ninety. dollars you are not going to get the ninety. dollars Your ass is going to be stuck. You're going backwards. All right, shout out to, uh, let me see here. He also says, you're in a flow right now. My goodness, until I got interrupted. He says, is it Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning? The normies ain't ready for the blue chip mindset. Not on a Tuesday. They want some ignorance in here. We'll get back to it. He says, you ain't lying. Told them that the small ass white boy uh, is likely the best shooter and has the green light and to let it fly in the corner. He says, we're in man and so only Help when the ball is opposite and switch on ball screens. He says 50, 11 corner threes later, they finally understand. And then you say, you ruined the game plan. We told you that's what it was. You helped on ball side. Do not help on ball side. We got help rotation on the drive. Do not help on ball side. Everybody know what I'm talking about in basketball? Some people want to help on ball side and they get lit up on the three-point line. Your help is going to come from the backside rotation. Okay, and that's where the block shot is going to happen. You don't have to follow a man on the way to the hoop. You got somebody rotating right back on the backside. Right there on the block. The person can't get anything. We're going to get an offensive foul on him. All right, but no, y'all don't want to do it. Y'all want to help on the ball side. You want to foul the dribbler driving to the basket. <laughs> and now you want some answers when your discipline is what gets you going. Your discipline gets you going. All right, anyway, uh, last one. He says, last one from Macaroni Tony. He says, so right, I posted me front row concerts and behind the gold seats at an NBA game by myself. DMs blew up with where? He says, where was my invite? And not that I'd go, but I like the opportunity. He says, oh, man, I left that ass on red, not playing these T-ball games. Mm -hmm. So, guys, when you start doing that, you start traveling. Women, oh, I want to go, but you tell them what the price is. You tell them what the price is. Nobody rides for free. We call it ass, gas, or cash. Ass, gas, or cash. No one rides for free. But people want to freeload on you, and it's sad. Let's talk about this right here. Um, we talk about these relationships as well. Let's go ahead and see if we can post this up. Uh, relationships. I've talked about how men and marriages and women are deciding to go in the SWS work. Men are getting into poly relationships because they're desperate. They like to give and they don't care what they're getting from the wife. But check out this clip. This is a clip of a man proudly, someone's husband. I don't know if you guys would be willing to do this. Here it is right here on mylocals.com. Shout out to Leo K. Um, so here it is right here. Watching my wife set up and get ready for work. I've been telling you there's a big increase in the amount of S work 
in this economy and women are going to turn to it. I said it in my book, The Evolution. They're going to turn to it. The price is going to go down. They're going to flood the market with it. If you're interested in getting in this type of work, you better get in now. Don't get in when you need the rent money. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Here it is. I got to turn the music down. So here it is. She's getting ready for work. And um, there she is. She's getting her SW work on. She's getting her heels on. And there's the husband right there. There's the husband. He's saying something. I don't know what he's saying. It's, of course, it's probably related to the background music. All right. I can't remember. Let me see if uh, I can see, pick up what he's saying here. Little porn star. Oh, something little porn star. Okay, but this is his wife. As you can see, he is the second option. He's not the first option. He's definitely the man that stepped up. He's not the he's not the guy she picked. She's the he's the beta. He's the walking wallet. He's the one that provided this house and the mirrors and all of that stuff and the ten thousand dollar booby implants. And he's just happy to have, oh, my wife's a porn star or, or a prawn star. My wife's got her own OnlyFans and thousands of men. And I'm bringing, I'm bringing home the bag. I actually benefit from all this. I get to sleep with this woman that everybody wants to sleep with. <laughs> and you don't know she's turning tricks on the side, too. So a lot of women that do this in this industry can make a lot more money by doing a lot more when the night goes down. So he's trying to act like he's comfortable with this, as you can see, the beta bucks. But at some particular point, she goes out and she does turns tricks for other guys, right? And he's a, oh man, I'm just happy to have you. See, there's some men that are happy to be there. There's some men that don't care about all that. And it's not that they're secure in it, it's that they don't have any other option. In his mind, he can't get another woman like that. He's like, I can't get another woman like this. This is the best I can get. And I'm a lucky guy because I got a prawn star. I got my own personal prawn star. Sorry, dude. You have a woman that's sharing herself with the world. And that's fine if you want to accept it. That's fine. All right. But we just got to acknowledge what it is. You're sharing her with the world. And if you're fine with that, you're fine with that. But don't act like you're Mr. Pimp Daddy Mac. And you got a prawn star that you only get to tap into. Other people get to tap into that. Other people are definitely tapping into that. And um, not a lot of men are going for that. This is a This is a very big shift in our culture where women can do what? They can do this now, and they'll get men to say, this is fine. And then that woman will say, at least he's securing himself to let me bone other men and let me advertise for other men. And at least he's securing the fact that I'm going to leave his ass in the dirt once I get enough money. <laughs> and he's going to be left on the side, wondering what happened. He's going to be like, what happened? Where did all the men go? And he's going to be like, man, I don't know what, where I went wrong. I don't know where I went wrong. First of all, she was doing a couple of scenes. Next of all, she was getting piped down in the orgy. What did I do? <laughs> all right, man. Oh, man. What a world to live in, man. Wow. Now I was all of a sudden I walked in. Anybody see the movie Boogie Nights? There's that scene and there's that marriage in Boogie Nights. I can't pull stuff up anymore. There's that marriage in Boogie Nights where they all were prawn stars. But there was a weak dude. He kind of looked like that dude. He kind of looked like that guy. And that's you. And um, the whole movie, he kind of was getting emasculated. And she was emasculating him. 
And then he couldn't take it no more. He would walk into his house and she'd be getting tag team. She'd be getting the train ran on her. And he was kind of just, he was like this guy right here in Boogie Nights. This is what's going to happen to this guy. He was looking like this dude. And then throughout the movie, as he's getting emasculated and walking into places at parties and she's getting piped down and everybody's watching her. At some point, he couldn't take it no more. He couldn't take it no more. He was like, and uh, he walks into his house, and she getting her back blown out. She getting her back blown out. And he calmly said, okay, well, this is the last straw. He didn't say nothing. He just went, and he got the jammy. He went, and he got the blick, and he came back, and he shot up the whole room. <laughs> he was like, look, I, I can't listen. I, I was cool with it. <laughs> I was cool with it, but I just can't anymore. And so at some point, he thinks he's winning. He thinks he's his wife's cool and he got a good situation. And he's like, <sighs> go see the movie Boogie Night. Boogie Nights. It came out in the, what, the 90s or the 2000s with Mark Wahlberg. The scene was, and it was throughout the whole movie, he had a woman who was a prawn star. And I think he might have been a camera guy, a producer. I can't remember what his role was. And he married her. But she was overly sexual. She would just stop anything and let any dude hit it. And there was a scene at a party where everybody's crowded around her and she just getting throttled. And he walks in. He's like, hey, hey, you're screwing my wife. <laughs> he was the cameraman. He's like, hey, man, that's my wife. <laughs> she was like, I don't care, man. Hey, man. He's like, man. She was like, man, get up out of here, man. You ruining my vibe. And I guarantee you, he wasn't getting no peace leave. He wasn't getting zero. And he got tired of it. He got tired of it. He was like, okay, you ain't going to embarrass me no more. That's that That's a, that guy. He looks just like him, too. That was crazy. All right, let me do a couple more Super Chats so I can catch up. Where are we at here? Shout out to Henry Brazilian. It says, I'm mid-divorce and already crave my old YouTube channel and just agreed to her price for the house. I sympathize with my men going through divorce. I sympathize for my man, too. I, I do, man. I feel bad for brothers that are going through it, man. And it's not easy. And there's no solutions. Nobody's, nobody's going to help you. Most people will just say, just pay the money and just, it's sad. OT says, therapy is part of the matrix along with the big pharma. He says, society going crazy. Get them on pharmacy and then get them into therapy, mind control, one-on-one, one love. All right. If I want to get into some extreme uh, knowledge-based information, we've gone through this cycle. Uh, before in our country in which we've turned our minds over to people who had nefarious um, motives. I'm not going to speak on it at this particular point, but we've gone through this before. If we understand history, if we understand history, one of the things you do not want to turn over is your mind. Because once you've done that, they've got you forever. And if we paint these things as end-all, be-alls and the best solution for all people without allowing people to say, there's something else that can help me. I don't want to turn my mind over. And you guilt and shame people for not doing that and telling them they're unqualified and they're part of the problem if they don't turn their mind over to people. We're going to experience what we experienced before. And if you look up the 1960s, this definitely happened. This happened. But it wasn't with pharmaceuticals it was mostly with lsd 
with the use of college campuses, universities, public universities, state-funded universities, professors, so-called educated people. Look it up. These people were willing to turn their minds over. And here we are. <laughs> new, 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 new world order. So anyway, if you read the book, Dreamland, Dreamland, Dreamland talks about, I, I don't want to get into it. Just look up what Dreamland covers. And we're kind of doing this now. And you look at the amount of people that are on mental head meds. We're here again. You guys don't know anything about history. And the sad thing I the sad thing I see is that it didn't even take long for history to repeat itself. Unfortunately, you guys think that things that happened in the 40s, in the 1960s, in the 1980s is ancient history. It's not. This is recent history, and people are still deaf, dumb, and blind and unaware. I'm like, wow. I'm like, this just happened. But we're doing it again. Oh, just turn your mind over. No. And just turn your mind over to allow these chemicals to control your behavior. This is a history repeating itself from not too long ago. Not too long ago. So anyway, it's crazy. My mind, I mean, listen, even if your mind is bad, it can't be as bad as being controlled by, I can't talk about new, it. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> I can't talk about it. All right, anyway. Let me see here. Run Forest Run says your emotions will be in your way in the end. Yes, your emotions will be in your way in the end. Reacting emotionally to just about everything is probably a recipe for disaster. So kind of really keep your emotions in check. Doesn't mean you have to be without emotion. But if the first thing you do on almost everything is react or respond emotionally, it's going to be your weakness. You're going to paint yourself into a corner. They always say, never promise anything when you're happy. Never make long, never make decisions when you're sad or angry. Always have a even kill a level head because if you do make decisions when you're angry or sad, oftentimes it's not going to be the right decision for you long term. If you do promise things because you're feeling good, you promise things because you have a good feeling. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, promise you'll do this. I promise. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Never make permanent decisions based on them because now you promise something because you were in euphoria. And now you're going to walk out into to the world without the euphoria, but you got to deliver on the promise. Don't do that. So that's a part of me understanding, keeping emotions in check. Okay. As a person that is coached during games, I know that you can't be riled up too, too much either way, depending on how the game's going. Sure, there's going to be moments where you just have an emotional outburst, and there's going to be times where you're super-duper happy, and you start subbing players in. You start subbing the bench in. Oh, we happy. Shit, we up 30 points. The press is working tonight, and you start subbing in the bench, and you start getting ran. Okay, they start coming in. Now, all of a sudden, it's the fourth quarter with a minute left, and you got to put your starters back in. Now you're like, oh, damn, y'all done gave up the ghost. Now I got to put the starters back in. Unprogram the mind. Coach, my best friend is Puerto Rican, and his sister is in prison for stabbing up two different dudes. He says, you're right about them. <laughs> Watch out for the knives. Hey, when I invite women over to sleep over, if they do sleep over, I hide my knives. 
I get the whole block of knives and I hide them. I can't tell you where I hide them, but I do not let them knives say stay out. And then if she Puerto Rican, I definitely hide the knives. I'll be locking up my knives. I don't let them sit out. That's how that's how I deal with people. Because, you know, some people be on head meds. They they get up all of a sudden they sleepwalking. They sit up next to you. I'm under MAMK Ultra Mind Control. Oh, what are you doing? She go downstairs. Shink. Once they got the knife in your hand, it's over. I lock my knives up. <laughs> you never know why people up over your house. You, you done fell asleep all vulnerable, belly up, tongue out, and all of a sudden she next to you, flickering the lighter, <laughs> holding a knife. <laughs> no, hell no. Yep, I hide my firearms and I keep one close to me. I keep one in, within distance for me to get to it just in case I wake up next to them in the knife and they got a hold in the knife. All right, Raul says, Coach Radamas, what do you think about Iran blaming the their Haji protest on America? He says, will war come from this? And if there's a world war, they might that might just be one of the people that we get involved with. But I think the the West is influencing the Middle East. And um, there is, I think they used to have something called the modesty or behavior police. I don't know what they call it, but they're now trying to keep women in check as they go out on the street. And they're being framed as the bad guys because people are like, this is unfair because these guys will come out and they'll slap a woman if they're not following the, the rules. And the West is going, this is insanity. Now, I don't know if you know, they've been doing that for a long time. That's how they've been doing it. They've been doing that for hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> they have been being in that mind state for, for since forever, and it somewhat kept their society in check. Like, they don't have the problems we have here. They don't have the problems we have here with feminism running rapid. But our world looks on that as negative, despite the fact that their culture and society has lasted way long than America has lasted. We haven't been here barely for 300 years. Okay? Our society is baby steps in comparison to their society, which has existed for thousands of years. Now, what we're doing is saying they're wrong. The morality, they're wrong for doing that to women. And if people want to have that stance and they think that's barbaric, go ahead. But what's eventually going to happen is you moral police people are going to be sitting over there. Their society's probably going to get flipped and turned on its head within 50 years. And then they're going to have problems with you. <laughs> like, whoa. So this is where we're going with it. I don't have an opinion on what we need to do about them because I don't think it's any of our business, to be honest with you. I don't think it's any of our business to be trying to interject in what they do with their own society. That's how they want to run it. That's how they want to run it. I'm not putting my cape on for that. Now, what we have over here is the opposite. I can't believe they, people don't see that we've allowed, okay, let's not police women and let them do what they want. And here we are now <laughs> dealing with what that we, so I don't think we have a moral high ground. You have men marrying wives with 11 kids and multiple husbands. You read these things. They got their wives doing sex work on the internet. I don't think we have the moral high ground to tell any country or any culture to do anything. That's my opinion. That's my opinion on it. Well, just let them drive and just let them wear what they want to wear. And then now all of a sudden, booty cheeks are out. Now, we don't have to live with the fact that booty cheeks are out. If they decide to give up their hijab 
and have their booty cheeks out in the Middle East, which they've been doing for thousands of years. We've only been doing this for 25 years, and look at all the bullshit we've been, right? There was a time where women couldn't come out with booty cheeks out. Now it's their normal standard uniform. And I don't think we have a moral high ground to police what they do in the Middle East. That's just my opinion. It's none of my business. And very few times will I say it's none of my business. But in this case, it's none of my business. If they want to slap people up, let them slap them up. And I don't care if it's men or women. Because dudes go over there just the same as just the same as they will chop off a dude's hand and fingers for stealing and shoplifting. That's their decision. I think we should be doing that over here, too. But now we have rampant. Uh, we, we basically have uh, people running free. We basically don't imprison anybody for doing just about anything when it comes to theft and property damage and so forth and so on. So who am I to say they're wrong for chopping fingers off? and beating people with canes when we're over here with rampant theft burglary and nobody's getting prosecuted but we don't chop fingers off i think we both need to come to some sort of agreement <laughs> to what's what so for me to say iran is wrong and we're right look at our country and look at them so i said you're wrong bro i don't give a damn what you think he said i'm wrong uh, I hope you say you're wrong, bro, about cutting off fingers. I hope you LOLing after that. Because look at what you have. And until you're a victim of these criminal uh, uh, societies, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, until you're a victim, you're going to realize real fast you want fingers chopped off. Because <laughs> you're going to go there. You're going to call the police. You're going to file a police report. Hey, police, Um, they obviously broke in my car. I got property damage. I got the passenger side windows out. They done, they didn't, uh, they didn't stole my stereo. They cleaned my damn change jar out. They stole my laptop. And you're gonna write a police report. You're gonna see it. You're gonna video record it. They're gonna be on video and you're gonna have it. And they're gonna say, Well, there's nothing we can do about this. They're gonna be like, wait a minute. What do you mean there's nothing? I can see the guy right there. There he is holding my laptop right there. He's downloading all of my information. They're going to be like, can't do nothing about it. <laughs> I bet you you're going to want some fingers chopped off. You're going to want it. But right now you don't care because we are a selfish society. We only care about ourselves, not the entire impact of society. And until you're the victim of something, then you all of a sudden want to care. Then you want you want mar you want fingers chopped off, and you wish you were in Iran at the moment. Then you wish the police would act like they were in Iran, and treat the criminal like that. But you don't care. This is where we are as a society. Same thing as divorce. When men get divorced, you don't care until you get a divorce and you ring in my phone in the middle of the night. Hey, coach, I need your help. I'm in court tomorrow. Oh, you need my help now. You care all of a sudden. Until you're getting reamed in child support court, you don't care. When you're getting reamed in child support court, you care all of a sudden about the laws in the family court. Then you making YouTube videos. This is our society at large in America, which means to say we have no moral high ground to stand on anything or any principles of any damn thing, nor to force it on anybody anywhere around the world that has been in existence way longer than us. That's my opinion. Especially when it's in these situations where they've been doing this and it seems to have worked.
And now we're over here. We've been a, we've been a country for 250 years, barely. Give me the math on it. Barely 250 years. And we've been falling apart day by day. What the we're falling apart by the seams. Anyway, let's get to this part of the show. Let people do what they want to do over there. Let's get into this part of the show. How men trap themselves in miserable marriages. How men trap themselves in miserable marriages. Let's get to this part of the video here. Uh, this is a, this is a, um, what do you call it? This is a comedic take on how men accept horrible, how men accept horrible deals in marriage. Now, this is a comedic take, remember, but I'm going to make it into a sort of reality. And the fact that they're joking about it shows you that there's truth and humor. 256 years. Thank you very much. We're 256 years in and we think we know everything. We're the youngest country, one of the youngest countries, especially at our power base of in the world. But we know it all. And if you look at Americans by far, we don't know a damn thing. We can't even keep ourselves in in shape. Okay, anyway, and we have the most need for therapy in the world. Mm. Yeah, we got it figured out over here. All right, this is why I don't really care about what they're doing in the Middle East. Let them do what they do. It ain't my business. All right, so let's get into this one here. Let's share the video. Share the video. All right, this is a brother named Jack O'Shea. Shout out to Jack O'Shea, 800,000-something-odd subscribers. So, Jack, he has some very good, funny videos, um, namely the plumber video. But, uh, Jack, you know, fair use. Here we go. Here we go. Let me give you the fair use. Yeah, excerpts of copyright material may under circumstances, criticism and teaching, news reporting, research and all of that stuff without permission, payment, permission, permission, permission. All right. So here it is right here. And because I'm using fair use, I have to stop the video. I can't play the video all the way through because that would be a violation of the fair use. So I have to stop and pause for criticism, news reporting, critique and so forth. All right. Everybody understand. You do understand. Not everybody understands what a YouTuber goes through. All right, so let's go ahead and play the video. Left, left, left. Really? That guy's kind of cute. Do you really want to be with a guy whose favorite band is Mumford & Sons? Why are you dating up so hard? Yeah. Okay, so obviously this guy is in this comedic take. He is in the friend zone. Everybody sees this. Friend zone. And he's got a what people would classify as a hot woman next to him. And he's not a hot guy. And she's in front of him on a dating app. So we're setting up the scene. She's on a dating app while she has a live and willing participant in front of her. She knows that he probably likes her, but she's stringing him along in her orbit. But now she does cry on his shoulder from time to time and he gets no benefit. Let's go ahead and re uh, play it from there. Yeah, it must be really rough just matching with like everybody all the time. You know what? <laughs> if in 10 years neither of us are married, we should. Yes, just... absolutely. Yes. I didn't even finish the question though. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh... And so she uses these things to string him along and tease him and bait him. So now she's basically saying, hey, in 10 years, in 10 years, in 10 years. And that's you. In 10 years after she's worn out and tired of the jerks. And that's you. In 10 years. <laughs> After I've weathered the storm, after I've been exhausted in 10 years, if I'm not married by then 
and he jumps in. Yes, I'll totally marry you. He simps out. Now, she knows he's going to simp out. She knows that's what he wants. She knows he wants to have sex with her. And she's, I didn't even finish the question. Let's go ahead and watch that part again, just so you can see me break it down right quick. Neither of us are married. All the time. You know what? If in 10 years, neither of us are married, we should. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I didn't even finish the question, though. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, go on. Go on. I was going to say, if neither of us are married in 10 years, we should just get married. Yes. My answer is still yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, of course it is. And this guy's be he's willing, just like I showed you the gump with the sex working wife, and he's proud of her for bringing home the bag. I'm getting the bag at least. No, you're not. Nope. She's going to take that bag. All right. And she's going to leave your ass after she takes that bag. And she's like, yeah, you'll take me. Yeah. And that's you. You'll take the leftovers of me. Yes. Or you'll take me after I've been plowed through and ran to through for 10 years. Yes. Oh, I'll take it. Yes. 10 years. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. Now, again, this is comedy. He's on, this is comedy, but there's truth in this comedy. All right, remember, there's always truth in comedy. Anyway. 100%, absolutely. I'm in. Wow, you didn't even hesitate there. Yeah, no, I've actually thought about this type of thing uh, quite a bit. You have? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, because he's in the friend zone and he enjoys her company, and maybe he's thinking one day he'll be just enough good man to get in between her. She's giving him the timeline that all he has to do is wait for 10 years. All he has to do is stick it out. And eventually she'll be mine. Eventually she'll get the boys Watkins, this woman. And this is where he is. And he's settling for it. He's settling for all of this. This is sad, right? Anyway, continue. Mostly at night. Okay, cool. Because like, while I don't necessarily find you attractive in any way, of course. I do like your personality. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the face. I love it. I don't find you attractive. I don't find you sexually attractive. So if I did marry you, do not think I'm going to be giving you sex. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. I'm not going to say we'll be intimate with each other. But if I do need to marry you and that's you just be there for me to scrape up the leftovers. You hear this? This, this is great. This is great short minute video, but this explains how men get trapped in miserable marriages. Here we go. Mostly at night. Okay, cool. Cause like, while I don't necessarily find you attractive in any way, of course. I do like your personality. Sure. And also I wouldn't mind getting a piece of your financial situation. Totally. Wow, wow, she said, I got money. She said, I'm rich, bitch. You do have money. And I wouldn't mind having that security. I wouldn't mind getting a part of that financial situation. Yes, I will need it by then. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> Somebody says they're really married in real life, by the way. Yeah. And so don't. Don't use these both characters and say anything about them personally because they're they're just creating a scene. They're using comedy to explain real life situations. Okay. But art imitates life, right? That's what RT the brand is saying right here. Art imitates life. And they're doing this. They wrote this script to basically show that this is what a lot of people do. Totally. And I mean, on my end, you know, while I really do not like your personality, in fact, I find it a, a little bit grating. For sure. I do find you unbelievably attractive mm -hmm. there you go so there's how the men get trapped into miserable marriages i don't like your personality but i'm horny booty, booty. 
<laughs> you guys get married and settle for bad deals because you're lustful. You're horny. This is nature's way to get you to procreate and support your offspring. And here she is going, I don't like you. I'm not attracted to you, but I'll marry you. And he's going, I hate your personality, but you're attractive now at the moment. And I'll take that deal. He doesn't know that the damn Cinderella, the bells, the bell's going to ring at midnight. The bell. The clock will strike midnight and all of it's going to go away. And she's not going to look like that in 15 years. When you marry her in 10 years, she might still look something like that with the help of miracle and the miracles of modern science, with the help in the miracles of modern science. She'll look something like that. But then in five years after you marry her, it's going to look different. Okay. It's going to look different. But first, she must experience. Let's go ahead and continue. Like, honestly, even if you didn't speak English, the deal would still be worth it. Oh, gracias. And I have no idea what your financial situation even is. Wow. So, boy, boy, there's so much truth here in a minute and 30. So this explains the passport, bro, guys. I don't even care if you speak English at this point. Just fool me. Love me, love me. Say that you love me. I don't even care if I can't even speak your language. I'll take you. Looked up and down, said, hmm, I'll take her. I don't even care if you speak my language. I want you. I'll take you. And on top of that, I don't even know your financial situation. Which this is a mistake that most men make. They don't even investigate. She's investigating your finances. But because she's attractive, you bypass the red flag. You know she's broke if she's wearing all of that makeup and hair. I'm not attacking her personally. I'm just talking about her character here. If she has high heel shoes, closet full of shoes, and uh, you know she's in credit card debt, but it doesn't matter. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Oh, I'm in so much debt. <laughs> Let's play that part again. There he is. Let's see what his response is. I don't even care about your financial situation. And she reveals her financial situation. Let's see. What he says. Oh, gracias. And I have no idea what your financial situation even is. Oh, I'm in so much debt. Oh, student loans? No, I bought a boat and then it sank. Oh. Yeah, I'm still in. Yeah. <laughs> He's still in. He don't care. So this is how you get caught. You don't care. You don't investigate. Even when you see the red flags, you bypass it. Five years later, you're in up shit's creek. Five years later, she reveals she's no longer going to sleep with you and you're still going to pay the bills. Oh, and you're going to find out she's in massive student loan debt despite the fact that she said she's not. Oh, and that was her sugar daddy's boat. But for some reason, uh, it got attached to her. Oh, this is how you get stuck in miserable marriages. Continuing. Yeah. Okay, so we have a deal. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's really funny because it's like I've never thought about you in a sexual way. Like, never. Like, not ever. Yes. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Here we go. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. So here we go. She's setting up the scene. You're probably, when you marry me, by the time we get around to this, don't think you're going to get sex from me. But I'm going to be getting sex from other people and you'll be happy about it. You'll be telling the internet you're getting the bag. Let's see what he says. 
For me, it's like the exact opposite. Like, I mean, I'm always thinking about you uh, sexually, almost exclusively. Understandable. Like, I mean, sometimes when I'm at a bar, like if I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get laid, mm -hmm. I'll think about texting you the old like, you up text. For sure. Fortunately, I've never been that drunk, but. Oh, no, you have. Oh, I have. Yes. And I am up. You are. Yeah. But not for you. Of course. Wow. <laughs> I'm up. But not for you. And that's you. Matter of fact, I'm up getting piped down at the moment by dudes that we were just swiping on internet sites. Guys, this is a very, very, very good clip. And a lot of guys have to deal with this. A lot of guys are not strong enough to even get past this part of dating and relationships. You guys are trying to make it work and fishing and all of these things. And you accept these type of deals. Of course. Yeah. Shout out to him. His name is and his channel is he's a great, good comedian. Jack O'Shea, as you guys can see it there on the screen. I'm not subscribed to him, but I'm not signed into an internet account here or a YouTube account. Jack O'Shea, he does have another one with the plumber where he's the plumber and she's switching roles. She's trying to uh, use sexuality to get you sexual in the in innuendo to get him to do things as a plumber. And he's focused on the plumbing job. He's pretty funny, but uh, art imitating life. Now, this wouldn't be funny or it wouldn't hit as hard if it wasn't true, if it wasn't true. And that's you. It wouldn't hit as hard if it wasn't true. But the fact is, a lot of relationships are like this. And the fact that you can relate, oh, damn, oh. it's because this is what people settle for. And you will call this a successful relationship. Many people will say it's a successful marriage. Many people will say, oh, you really got a good, good, good looking wife. You, you're the lucky dog. You're such a lucky dog. And he won't even be able to access his wife. Or even, even when he does access it, he doesn't get her soul. But he married her. And then she's sitting on the back end looking at him making the deal. And uh, she's looking like this right here. Let me see if I can find the clip. For some reason, I can't see it. It's not jumping out. Oh, right here. There it is right there. He's signing the deal. He's the lucky guy. He's like, oh, man, I'm such a lucky guy. And what is she saying? Got him. She's like, I got that pension. I got that stability. I got that long-term contract. I got his ass. She's giving her family all the signs. She's like, uh-huh. And he's like, oh, man, I'm such a lucky dog. I'm such a lucky guy. I finally got the girl. And I waited 10, 12 years. And I, I, I waited for it. I was patient. And she's just going, she said, I'm rich, bitch. And he signed his life away. And he'll be in court after she's not giving him sex and after she takes his children and she's going to be like, I told you I wasn't into you, but I just married you for this money. Wow. Then she's going to sound like this. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. The one thing about white guys that us brothers, man, we've been through it in terms of how feminism has impacted our relationships, even though nobody will admit it. Brothers have been through it. I mean, we've been through it. We've been the original MGTOW. 
we were the original men who actually been through all the family court before many men have been exposed. We've been ruined financially. Even guys that have dated interracially, it's been pretty bad. But white guys are in the matrix. Their whole culture is plugged in. And should they be somewhere outside the culture of the matrix, they're they're um they're useless to society. Okay, you think you're useless as a brother. They're completely useless. If they're not blue pill plugged in, they are one of the biggest threats. This is why Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, these guys, because Andrew Tate is a half brother, but um, shout out to him. But a lot of these men, once they go non-NPC, they're discarded. They have no use. And they will basically lose out on the rest of the world. They'll lose their entire family. Like, brothers, we ain't got no family to lose. <laughs> Most of us ain't got no mother and father to lose. Most of us, mother, crack fiend mother, and daddy ain't never been there. And if you lose your sisters, they ain't wor they worthless anyway. But you will lose an entire family of 80 people. 80 people. <laughs> you go unplugged. You go Jordan Peterson. You lose 80 people, and you lose you losing your entire community, your gated community. You're losing your house. You know what I mean? You can't just be in no gated community. Got junior college girls coming in. You you can't do that. They're going to ostracize you. You're going to be ostracized. So once you once a white guy unplugs in this situation, like um, in the thing that I told you there, the guy unplugs, it's hell on him because he loses everything. He loses his whole culture, his suburban community, his country club membership. <laughs> uh, in that situation. So I I think... People don't really get it. So what, what the point of I was making is in suburban marriages, and so this is the point because people are like, what's the point? Here's the point. In suburban marriages, these are oftentimes some of the worst marriages on, on the history books. In any written history, these are some of the worst marriages you could ever have. They're worse than the hood rat marriages because in them, are women like this woman. I'm not going to play the whole clip. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money. They suffer in silence to those marriages, which are full of gaslighting, abuse, and it's not visible. It's not physical abuse. Sometimes it is physical. But the gaslight, and also they can wave outside to their friends who leave their little Thanksgiving party after they put out all the crystal and they put out all the good plates and they had the whole kitchen and dining room and the man was all happy carving the turkey, slicing it up. They had five turkeys, 50, 11 people at the house and they looked all happy. Hi, done. Hi, honey. Hi, dear. Ha ha ha. Yucking it up. She's snatching his soul on a daily basis. Soon as they, soon as they say bye to all the guests. Hi, bye bye guests. And they go home, it's step for as soon as they close that door, that woman on his ass. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Soon as he they close the door, he knows he's like, Oh shit. He's like this. Soon as they close the door. And the entire night, 
is going to be filled with. Now, I can't believe you said that to me and you said this about this. And how come you carved a turkey like that? And how come you carved a turkey like this? How come you didn't take out the trash? And what you were saying was reprehensible. She's got to hear about all the family drama, blah, 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 blah. The whole night. He's going to be like this. And he can say nothing. Back in the day, he used to be like, <laughs> he used to be like your boy, Sean Connery. Sometimes you got to smack your wife up. He can't do that no more. He got to just go in and take it because he knows if he don't take it, she's going to be at the divorce court. And not only that, she's going to be getting popped by her personal trainer. She can get popped by his personal trainer. He can full out find it and be like, he done. That's how, that's how white dudes suffer in silence in suburban marriages. And don't tell me it's not true. Marriage counseling is off the roof in some suburban neighborhoods. The divorce rate is 70%. In some, in some suburban neighborhoods, what you would call conservative neighbors, neighborhoods, good neighborhoods, the divorce rate is 70%. And it's full of toxic, it's full of therapy, it's full of pill popping, it's full of affairs, it's full of therapy sessions, it's full of cheating. What? What? With that being said, a lot of people suffer in silence. And brothers, we think we have it bad. And yes, we do have it bad. But at least we can get away from our woman. <laughs> yeah, there's open marriages. They're swinging. Look at the film. Look at the film documentary. This is a movie. I hate to use movies. But Sex Over Life. Sex Over Life. Sex Slash Life. Okay? Which is the suburban woman cheats on her husband with her old ex-boyfriend and she had the house, the white picket fence, the car he had, she had the executive husband and she went back to her boyfriend, running back to her boyfriend, everybody in the comment section, white women. That's the way to do it. That's the way to stick it to him. Like he was doing her wrong. Like the suburban husband was doing her wrong. He was doing nothing but push, putting babies in her. He was doing nothing but delivering on the goods, delivering on his promise. And she was like, <laughs> I hate to use movies as a proof, but that's the reality. And men trap themselves in these marriages because sometimes divorce is not looked upon, even though it's common, it's not looked upon positively, especially for the man. The court of public opinion is for NPCs. The court of public opinion is lethal, lethal. Like you can use, you can lose your career if the court of public opinion doesn't favor you. So I could focus on my career. You can lose your career. Okay. Um, let's take it back to the hood. If Ku Klux Keisha came into your job and caused the scene, you might lose your job. Okay. But when it comes to suburban communities, they don't be up there at somebody's job, right? Causing the scene. What she might she might come to the office and find out if you're having an affair with the secretary, but she ain't gonna cause no scene. She's just gonna go find a lawyer, and they gonna railroad your ass. They gonna railroad you in many ways, which could force you to lose your career. Uh, sometimes those corporate jobs will be like, "Look, man, you know, you don't have to fix this, man. Your your divorce is impacting your work. You're you got executive vice president here. You're the CE. You're the CFO. We need you on top of your game. Look at Tom Brady." 
Okay, look at Tom Brady, prime example. I know they're football players, but Tom Brady's going through a divorce and it's affecting his on-field performance. Can we say it's not? I mean, he's older and all that. And everybody's like, it's none of our business what Brady and Giselle's going through. Yes, it is. I'm gambling on the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. It's my business. But now once lawyers get involved, it starts impacting your career, not your job, your career. And they like, man, you, you ain't been on your A game since your divorce. I'll give you another example. Okay. I'll give you another example. I've given you this example before. This is what happens in suburban marriages. So I give you this example. I trained a client who was part of a dental firm. There were five partners in this dental firm. They were all dentists and they all had some sort of partnership agreement to have a dental office, big dental office. Okay. So what happens is one of the dentists in the firm gets a divorce. One of the women filed, one of the wives files a divorce. Now they're all buddy, buddy, yucking it up at the country club, but one of them goes through a divorce. Now, because they go through a divorce, since they're in a financial partnership, all of the partners books, personal and business wise is now open in the demand for production in the divorce, just the one partner, just the one partner is going through a divorce. And now all the other dentists, their books are open, their business books and their personal books. All of their income is now privy to the law and the lawyers, and they all demand for all of the dentist partners to produce documents, receipts, tax receipts, tax income, tax returns. Okay, um, receipts, vacations, how much people were getting, how much people were making, blah, blah, blah. You see what I'm talking about? And then they have to open up everything. And now it could have tax consequences. It could have income tax. It could have consequences on what you do in terms of how you spend with your family. Your family ain't going through a divorce, but their family is. But now you got to watch how you're doing things. Okay. Credit card receipts, credit card statements, utilities. All these partners then had to produce ink, produce uh, all of their uh, documentation because they're going through a divorce. And not only that, that wife that's going through a divorce, you know what she's going to do. She's going to start now infecting and infesting the other wives. Because the other wives are going to be like, damn, man, what you doing, girl? And she's going to be like, well, I didn't want to tell you, but your husband's cheating too. <laughs> and she's going to come in and say, hey, I caught my husband cheating, but I did find out your husband cheating too. And all of a sudden, that marriage is going to be blown up. Your husband was going to Cancun, busting down little Latina chicks. And they went down there for a retreat and they all had hookers. <laughs> Divorce number two coming around the corner. Or they going to find out one of the husbands has something going on with his credit card. And then that opens up a wound. Wait a minute. Okay. We turned over the documents, but I was looking over the documents we turned in and I found this weird credit card, that credit card. I've never seen that credit card before. Oh, honey, what is this seeking arrangements? account on your credit card now all of a sudden that marriage is blown up do you see what i'm talking about because she's going through trauma she will scorch earth everybody and i call this the bull in the china shop okay the bull in the china shop because she's pissed she's now a bull locked into a china shop and she will destroy everything in there she's not going to tiptoe around nothing she wants what she wants and if it takes her five years, most of these divorces be taking five years. If it takes her five years to go through with the fine tooth comb, everybody's with the forensic accountant, everybody's statement, 
She will do it and she will not care if she blows up one, two marriages, what it looks like or whatnot. Okay. <laughs> right. But people don't realize this. And this is what suburban couples go through, mostly white folks. And of course, Middle Easterners and Asians as well. Men. So brothers, we getting it off a little bit easy sometimes because we could just go through child support and it's 400 bucks a month. And we don't see our kids again. <laughs> That seems somewhat is uh that seems somewhat of, of a better deal than what these suburban couples be going through because it gets ugly. Where are we at here, man? It gets ugly. We'll deal with I'll take the child support. I'll take the three hundred dollars in child support in this book. All right, where are we at here? Let me do a couple more. Here we go. Here. Let me see here. Somebody says, uh, whoa, hold on for a second. Raul says, Coach Adamas, what do you think? Oh, okay, I got that one already. OT says, Coach, I'm interested in the coaching call and starting my own YouTube channel. You're a great inspiration to me and to know how you navigate it with a job. Thoughts. All right, shout out to you. Schedule it, clarity.fm backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, the ultimate warrior in the, building, in the building. He says, I attended the HBCU in Georgia. Every Wednesday, the cafe serves slave food. It is a full, wait, it is a line full of bonnets and not need sapphires. Wait a minute. What school is that? What kind of mess is that? <laughs> they serve slave food. Do they call it slave food? Do they say we're eating slave food this week? Oh my goodness. That's reprehensible. <laughs> I mean, do we need to hold on to slave food? I can't even believe that. Wow. Shout out to Albert Ingram. I just, I think you says I just hit the 1,000. $100,000 a year mark, and it is so lonely. Lost friends and family and gained plenty of haters. Can't relate to anyone because I have a totally different mentality. And all that is is class. So some people do hit over 100K and they don't have class, but you just uh, reach another level. And a lot of people will, you think they're going to be happy for you when you make it, but not everybody's going to be happy for you when you make it. No. All right. So PayPal is locking me out. So just get used to that. And it does get lonely at the top. I played that video on the blue chip mindset. It, it's lonely at the top. Some people will choose. This is when they say, well, money isn't everything. At least you have family and love. But you can't even guarantee that. All right. You can, but I mean, not you can't guarantee it. Let's go through the PayPal's because I got to back it up since I got locked out. Shout out to Juan D. He says, coach, you had me rolling with the pay by play by play calling skit. I don't know which that one is either. I got to write it down. Appreciate you, Juan. Hey, we got, uh, let me see if I can say your name. No government name. Tyrone is in the building. My broke ex moved in with a gump 12 months ago after his second divorce was finalized. Five kids, three bedrooms. He says, and they are talking about getting married. Why would, man, I tell you, man, look, man, gosh, there's a lot more happiness. He tried twice and he's already losing. He's a two-time loser. He's a Mackenzie Bezos. And he wants to try it again. And he's got all these kids in the house, Brady Bunch style. Mr. Hardaway says, uh, what's up, coach? About yesterday, I wasn't talking about literally where you lived. He says, I know there's probably some feminists that want your head on a chopping block. But I know the Vegas Valley is big, LOL. He says, anyway, I'm surprised you didn't pick Colorado as your place, seeing that you like all the Kayleys. He says, do you want to go back to California much these days? Or do I go back? I do go back. Quite a bit. I don't miss California. 
But um, I probably will make a second move here after this. This Vegas move, I don't know if it's permanent. But for the next three years, it might be where I'm at. And I think there's going to be another move. It could be international. I don't know. But Colorado would probably be right up my alley. <laughs> Here we go. I got money. Uh, Colorado's my second favorite state. He says, side note, that did look like a crack pipe she was hit just saying. All right. I don't know what a crack pipe looks like. She could have been on crack. Sizzo in the building. We got four more and uh, we'll go. Sizzo says Taco Tuesday Gordita. Kanye is definitely an honorary free agent. He's the ultimate troll. He sold his final Yeezy collection with Gap out of a trash bag. He says the ninjas were stealing and flipping them right there. He says, I he says, I tell you, coach, send Ye the free agent lifestyle copy and it would change his and your life. Much love, CGA. Hey, Kanye, come on over. Come on over. I, trust me, he does not care about this White Lives Matter thing. He has no care. He, he's, he's in a different zone. He's in a different universe. Vance says, Coach, uh, with how the world is going and the WF plan, uh, planning to take away our freedoms worldwide, well, just our ownership, should I start planning to set up a bunker or a shipping container in the woods and plan in advance for the decline for now or continue living because I'm not taking the chip or market a beast? I don't think it's going to go that far. I mean, it will. It will to a certain extent, but there's not going to be. There's, I don't think there's going to be this where you can see a visible change in real time. You got to remember, there's a movie called Back to the Future. There's a movie called Back to the Future. It's my favorite trilogy of all time. In the trilogy, part two of the of the uh, part two of the, uh, the the series, which is when they go from the past to the future. In there, they have the timeline skew. Okay, the timeline skews and they're in an alternate universe. Now, the only people that can know they're in an ultimate universe is the people that are aware of the past and have been there. And they jump from the real universe, their timeline, into the ultimate universe. Now, I'm that guy. I actually understand that we've jumped the shark. Like, we are... In another world, all right, what's right is left and what's uh, left is right and what's wrong is now right and what's right is now wrong. I can witness that. Now, most people cannot. And in the movie, they're in the ultimate universe, but that's their reality. And if the reality includes a world war, a financial decline, a, a, economic collapse of epic proportions, okay, that's their reality. They're not going to fight it. They're not going to rebuke it. They're not going to say, hey, what happened? They're not going to find the blame. They're going to blame somebody like Biden or Trump, which is normie talk, although Biden's not a genius. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in the I'm in the twilight zone. I'm looking like, oh, my God, you guys aren't concerned where we're going, but. It's going to be a new reality. This is why they say the new normal. This is why they say the great reset. Because with most normies, they could just change it in front of you and they'll accept it. I'll just accept it. And that's your new reality. Whether it's a full out, all scared nuclear fallout or it's just some re new reality where we're ready player one. They'll be right along with it. Give me the goggles. Give me the goggles. Uh, give me the chip and, and the poke. Give me, give me whatever. <laughs> 
All right. Yep. Whether it's Bill back, they're going forward. They're like, whatever. New, 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 new world order. No questions asked. This is why we can be in relationship turmoil today and blame each other. This is why men can blame women and women can blame men. We're in this universe. There's no correction. And we will go down into the, what you would call essentially the black hole and nobody will course correct. Nobody's course correcting. We literally could end this BS right, right off the rip. All right. You'd be like, ladies can be like, okay, look, we, we did this feminism thing. It didn't work out guys. Here we come. Uh, black men, we need you. Black men don't, we didn't forget about you. We see you out here. Black men, they could come back over and give us a little bit. They're giving zero. They're not leveraging anything. They still riding the carousel. They still riding the carousel. They still divorcing people left and right. They're still out here taking dudes to child support, even in this marketplace. And then when you call them out, they like, what? Huh? What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yep, they doubling down. People are doubling down on just about everything, and it's going to get us to this world. So what you're going to see is your reality. It's not going to seem like it's all that bad. This is why they can come to me and say it's doom and gloom, despite the fact that there's not having been many much things positive to report on in this society since 2018. Mm. You've seen cities burn down. I'm just going to say this again. You've seen cities burn down and you will come to me acting like this is fine. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm trying to, and not only that, I will say cities have burned down and I'll get canceled. You've seen people say, what about these cities burning down? And they got straight canceled. That's how weird we are in right now. That's the weird world we live in. And then you can have people say, there's people that stormed the um, <laughs> January 6th. And if I say, well, that's a little bit of a stretch. Cancel. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's where we are. Good luck. That's all I'm gonna tell you out here. Good luck. <laughs> it wasn't it's not the White House? It was the U.S. Capitol, and that was worse. It's worse than Pearl Harbor. Now you also got people say the racism has been worse than any history in this point of America. Listen, I don't know what to tell you. But I know that's not true. <laughs> I know for a fact that that is not true. And I could probably pull out a little bit of evidence. It would not take me very long to determine that we do not live in the worst racism of all time. That That's not even a debate. That would not even be a debate. That could easily win that debate. But in everybody's world today, since they are in the alternate universe, that's their world. And I can't do anything about it. <laughs> I can't do anything about that. <sighs> I was like, boy, do you realize what your great-grandfather had to go through? I'm offended for your great-grandfather. Your great-grandfather. I mean, it was out in front of your face. <laughs> they used to call you, hey, boy, you know around here. I done told y'all. I done told you, nigga. 
don't ever come around here. They find you swinging from a tree. And there was dudes behind them holding shotguns. <laughs> if you ever come around here and you think that this ain't a great place to raise a boy, we raise boys around here. And we raise boys not to become men. And if you think you can look at a white girl, did you whistle like that white girl? You whistle like that white girl? Well, you know what time it is. Vigilante justice. Not only that, we know where your mama live. We know where your pawpaw live. <laughs> they would take trucks as early as 1990. They wrapped the dude around, they wrapped the dude's uh, neck around a truck and dragged him. 1990s. The rest of the world was like, I bet you you don't remember his name. What was his name? What was the dude's name? They dragged him by the truck in the 90s. Somebody somebody got it. People don't even remember that ish. <laughs> they act like, nah, that ain't happened before. A couple people remember his name right there. James Bird. Y'all don't remember? They, that was in the 90s in Texas. James Bird. No, oh, this is the worst we've ever gone through. What? <laughs> Yo, dude, your grandfathers are rolling around in their grave. It's it's actually, uh, to me, I think people don't have a good grasp of history. You don't. I think, man, come on, man. They just little, of course, they got prosecuted later on. By the way, the people who went in on Emmett Till never got prosecuted. Oh, so they got prosecuted, never charged, no prison time. Nobody. The lady's still alive right now. And they was like, now nah, we won't charge her. She had a warrant out for her arrest for 30, 40 years. No charges. Come on, guys. Come on, man. They found him in pieces. They found James Bird, Mr. James Bird, in pieces. They had to go miles picking up pieces of this man. I bet you don't remember who the guys were that drove the truck. Again, another example, we got short memories in our country. Short ass memories so just call it what it is i just don't think people have a good memory i can't remember names but i can remember a lot of bullshit and i look at some of these things and well it's it's undercover racism <laughs> okay you know why <laughs> anyway I, I just think people are living in an alternative universe that's just the point on that one rodney king similar uh you know when people could get beat people could get beat and nobody would care until they caught it on film. Shout out to Winnie Wall, coach. Taller men have shorter lifespans, lifespans than shorter men. He says, do you think the women realize this and use it against us? Hmm. Interesting take. Interesting take there. Uh, do they use it against the uh, uh, meaning that they can get rid of their man earlier? I don't know. That's interesting. Where's he at here? Uh, we got two more. Then I'm going to get back. See what's up on the Super Chats. No government aim. The Working Man Podcast. Breaking news. Brady and Giselle have both hired divorce, divorce lawyers. Game, Game over. over. So we're in it. And they're in it thick. And this is going to be an ugly divorce. Just knowing because she's going to go scorch earth on Tom Brady. And just think about this. I want you to think long and hard about this. Think long about it, hard about this. In this situation. Tom Brady has worked to be the elite person in his profession. Um, I'm going to do a breakdown on him. I've been doing breakdown on athletes. 
His mate selection was going to be the, his undoing. His mate selection is his undoing. Okay. Now, you can't win. he's won seven Super Bowls. He's the top. He's the greatest of all time known as in the NFL for the NFL. People will say he's one of the greatest athletes of all time, which I don't know if that's true. But in terms of winning and producing and having drive and ambition and being a competitor, he's been the top. Now, what has been his undoing is his damn wife who cannot put her feelings to the side during this NFL football season, which should be his last. She cannot do it. She's got to be destroying him now. She can't take it. She can't take it. She can't take it. She got to destroy him during the season. Why can't she just wait? Just chill. Just wait until I'm done with the season. Why are you distracting me with this bullshit now? This is just proof of what we talk about. This is when they get their emotions set and they're seeking to destroy and they're going to use the court of public opinion. They don't care about you. This is evil. This is chaotic. Why? Just leave me alone. Why can't you just leave me alone? We're both rich and wealthy. Let's just, what are we doing? It, it, this is sad. It's, it's sad. But a lot of guys are going to go through this. This is prime example of what I talked about in the suburbs. Tom Brady just trying to play his last season and enjoy it. But most people can't even enjoy their years when you're going through a divorce and then thereafter. You can't even enjoy your kids during a divorce or a separation or a breakup. And I'm going to tell you why, if you wanted to know. The number one reason why you can't enjoy your kids, even if you have partial custody or supervised visitations, even if you have full custody, the reason why you can't do it is because you can't wait till they turn 18. So you can be off child support. That's terrorism at best. That's toxic. You can't even enjoy, oh, man, I'm enjoying my kid being kids. You can't even treat them like kids because you're waiting for them to turn 18. So she can't use them in child support court. Can't wait till these damn kids turn 18. How about you enjoy them being kids? How about you allow them being kids? How about you stop using them as leverage and pawns while they're kids? You see what I'm saying? It's selfish behavior, and it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It shouldn't even be up for debate or discussion. Give the 50-50 and keep marching. But no, we don't have this bullshit. And now you're wondering why men don't want to get remarried. You wonder why men don't want to commit. Okay? <laughs> you're like, oh, my kid's finally 18. But you didn't miss 10 years of their whole life trying to rush them to the damn 18. Now your kids are got trauma. They need therapy. They can't have traditional uh, standard relationships. They out there uh, in these streets. They gang banging. Your daughter's on TikTok. Mm. Nobody got any money saved up for their kids. Why? Because my wealth was passed on to you via the government. She squandered it. Now the kids are 18. No college fund. No house to pass on. No wealth built. No distributed wealth, no family income, no legacy, and now your kids belong to these streets. In these streets. All because one or both of you guys were super selfish. The only way he could have won that deal is if he completely washed his hands and walked clean away from his kids. And they said, and the father said, it's the only way to do it. I'm going to pay the money, walk away, and hope the kids turn out for the best. Mm. 
You know what they're going to say about him? And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. They're going to say, you reprehensible man. How dare you walk away from me? Your kids are going to find you. You left me, dad. Why did you leave your ex-wife or your baby mama? You should have fought harder for them. You should have been in their lives. <laughs> you sitting there like, mm. she going to be on Oprah Winfrey. All the trauma I had, my dad wasn't around. My dad left me. <laughs> you sitting there like, whoa, holy shit. Like I tried to be in the life. Look at the court documents. I know men that save their court documents so that one day they're going to show their adult kids how much of a baby mama terrorist their mother was. And you know what? Your kids are not going to care. They ain't going to give a shit about them court documents. I'm just letting you know. They're going to look at you like this. You know what they're going to care about is why they ain't got no college fund. You know what they're going to care about is why they work in that subway. You know what they're going to care about? Is why your daughter's on OnlyFans. You know what they're going to care about? Is why is your son out here shooting up Chicago? And they're going to say, Drew wasn't there. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> Just saying. What you're going to need, gentlemen, he says, what you're going to need is you're going to need your baby mom. He says, not true. Again, again, we don't speak in specifics here. We speak in general. Of course, there's people that were able to reel this out. And only because the mother revealed herself to be mentally unstable or a drug addict or had another failed divorce or was out here being extra codependent. That's going to be your only one. And sometimes you got to expose your kids to that woman. Sometimes you got to leave your kids in the hand of that woman so they can see for themselves. That's the only way it works. We speak in generals here. Do not come in here and say it's not true. Say it wasn't true for me. Specifically, it wasn't true for me. Or you can say, coach, I had a different experience. Most people don't have that experience, period. You understand. So never say I'm not that I'm off base because it didn't go in your favor that way. You actually were able to experience it differently. But most men do not. Let's just say nine out of 10. Let's just say eight out of 10. In general, I'm right. In general, it's true. You experience something different. <laughs> okay. Everybody understand. I can't speak for every one of you, but I can speak in general. That's what I do here. Anyway, anyway, we got 240 left. A.D. Austin, I was just watching some old Jerry Springer episodes. Who knew that was the precursor of today's state of affairs? Yep. And Jerry Springer capitalized on it. Congratulations to him. Let me see if I could throw in one more quick story. Women deletes. Oh, dude, I was supposed to do the false alligator woman. We won't get to it today. We'll get to the woman who deletes her husband after. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. It says right here, uh, let's go to the Ling Ling community here. We'll go to the Ling Ling community. Lord have mercy. Who is this right here? What is this? Oh, man, I didn't even get to the woman stabbing. We got some great stories coming up for the late afternoon show. Uh, let's go to this community here again. 
woman deletes. What is this Chucky going on here? Woman deletes ex-landlord with a hammer after he confronted her about forged checks, prosecutors say. And I can't pronounce her name, J. Fang K or Key, or we'll just call her Ling Ling, age 43, was ordered to be held without bail after deletion charges on Wednesday in connection with the death of Leonard Garber. Sounds like a white man, and she sounds like an Asian man, so we already know what happened there. I'm sorry, an Asian woman. Sorry, we already know what happened there. He definitely moved her in. A Massachusetts woman allegedly beat her former landlord. Your rent's due, motherfucker. To death with a hammer and wrapped his body in a curtain after he found out she was forging checks in his name and had stolen over $40,000. Wow. Damn. Hold on for a second. Uh, Jai Fang Key, 43, of Newton, this is in Massachusetts, was arrested and arranged on deletion charges Wednesday in connection with the deletion of her former landlord. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Uh, Leonard Garber, age 65, the Middlesex District Attorney Office, said in a statement on Wednesday, Garber's family reported him missing on Monday, and Newton police visited his home to conduct a welfare check but couldn't find him. Police made two subsequent visits to the home on Tuesday and discovered his body. The body was wrapped in a curtain and found under construction material and other heavy items, the release says. Based on a preliminary assessment, it appears that the body may have been there for more than a day, and then it was placed in such a way as to conceal it. It was later determined that Garber and Key had been spending time together and that Key had, quote, allegedly been forging checks from the victim's account, stealing more than $40,000. When Garber became aware of the theft, he allegedly confronted Key and said, uh, and she uh, allegedly struck him and deleted him and then attempted to hide the body. In the investigation, police combed through their financial records and surveillance footage from Garber's home, which shows an Asian female, later identified as Ling Ling, entering his house in the days before his body was found. Prosecutors say Key was a tenant of Garber's. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Several years ago at a different property and now uh, not where the attack took place. So obviously he led with his salami and he somehow got into a relationship with this woman. He allegedly confessed to the deletion after she called the police headquarters, saying she used a hammer in the attack. During the interview, the defendant admitted that she had stolen checks from Leonard Garber and that she had deleted him. Imagine your, your lust, even into your 60s, gets you in this situation. Wow. She later stated that she used a hammer and hid his body in a location. Prosecutors have said that there was evidence she had stolen checks before and owed debt. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Wow. Wow. All the way. Dude, you're 40. I'm 40. We'd make a power couple. It always ends up being the money. Let me see here. The defendant sent out messages on a group chat admitting that she had stolen the money and that she owed gambling debts. Wow. And that she wanted to end her own life. Well, it's too late for that. I'm rich, bitch. So there you go. Gambling debts. Gambling debts. Let's go to this one right here. Uh, let's see here. Let's do quick one. Three quick ones. Pull a woman demands money, stabs Atlanta man she met on a dating app. <laughs> okay, what are we doing here? We'll do two, 
three quick stories. There's a Kaylee. Here we go. We going to the junior college now. Boy, oh boy. There's a flatback now. So we got the sisters, the flatback, Ling Ling, everybody but the Puerto Rican chicks. Atlanta, a man is recovering from the hospital after investigators say he was stabbed by a woman he met on a dating app. According to WSB TV, 27-year-old Antonina. Oh, she's from the Ukraine. Or she's a Ruski. Shout out to uh, Natasha here. We're just going to call her Natasha. <laughs> this is what happens when the, bo- the borders open up. Natasha, 27-year-old Natasha, she says, I want to drink your blood. I want to drink your blood. She says she was charged with aggravated assault and is behind bars in the Fulton County Jail. Investigators were called to an apartment complex early Monday morning when a man told investigators he met Natasha on a dating app. She demanded money from him before stabbing him. The man was taken to an Atlanta area hospital where his condition is unknown. Do you think this is a brother? Do you think this is a brother? Did he fall for the Natasha? Wow. Natasha out here stabbing dudes left and right. Let me see if I can pull up this tab here. I'll do the last story right here. We'll do the last story. Hopefully my computer makes it, man. This is going to be tough. Last story, woman jailed for making 10 false alligator stories against two different men who were able to prove they weren't even in the area. This is news that all men need to know. Where are you meeting these women? (laughs) Kathy Richardson, age 35, from Essex. We're going over the seas and across the pond. Made 10 false alligator stories. Claims against two men. Ten. She admitting. She admitted perverting the course of justice. This is sorry. Oh, wrong sound bite. Wrong sound bite. So we talk about this. The court of public opinion using the justice system. Bull in the china shop. She admitting perverting the court of justice and got more than five years in jail. She claims claims led to sixty police investigations. 60 police investigations later finding the men were not even in the area. Police said it had a huge impact on men and has done real victims a disservice. So here we go. Uh, This is what we talk about here. Men have to respond to her and prove their um, prove that they never even touched the woman. Right. And then they get dragged. They lose their jobs and their careers. They lose their family, their households. And this woman's out here just bored with life. She's just bored. I, ladies, whether you like it or not, you have a duty to society. And if you want to be a sex worker, go ahead and be it. But I think idle time is the devil's sign. You need something to do. Be that raising kids, cleaning houses, cleaning cupboards, folding laundry. <laughs> You're not very good at it. You know what I mean? I know people are like, oh, I'm like, maybe go chain yourself to a cubicle. I don't know what you need to do. But the fact that you don't have kids and you're not raising families and you're not taking this. Sure, it's boring work and it's difficult. But idle time is the devil's time. Y'all need to be preoccupied. There is very clear. You're preoccupied with nothing. And this is forcing you to come up with bullshit. 
You need to be hanging clothes on uh, clothes lines or something, raising your grandkids, not out here dating. I think idle time is the devil's time. And we're seeing this in real life. Well, we could be out here. We could be independent. No, it's not working for you. Independence is not working. Men aren't independent. We're not even independent. So the idea that you're independent is actually dumb because we're not even independent. I'm not even independent. Somehow you think paying rent somewhat on time and paying cell phone bills somewhat on time and not getting your car repossessed is an achievement. Let's continue here. An Essex woman, woman makes 10 false grape claims against two men leading to 60 police investigations, which eventually found that the men were not even in the area at the time. Kathy Richardson, 35, from Westcliff, made a series of allegations against two men between January and May 2021. Why would she have to lie? And now has been sentenced to more than five years in prison. The police bosses have slammed her actions which they say have had a huge impact on the lives of men she accused and resulted in wasted police time and resources. There she is right there. Police added that these, her false allegations, we call them the false alligators over here, have also done a great disservice to the real victims of crimes, meaning sexual crimes. Her allegations led officers to carry out 60 investigations. They mentioned this again, which one of the men she accused were was arrested and made to undergo forensic examinations. Um, this is an example of what I call um, women don't call off the dogs. Okay. So once they get the dogs activated, they never sit back and be like, oh, damn, this is wrong. Let me call off the dogs. So this is a dangerous element that they have as a behavior characteristic. And men do this too, right? But I'm just telling you, men have been known to do this, right? We're actually. We're actually, it's not a surprise when we do something like this. It's a surprise when they do it because we believe they hold the moral high ground. Why would a woman lie? Believe all women, right? So we have these things in our society that would say a woman wouldn't do this. So once they do something like this and they say, ninja, 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 and they say, man, this guy did this and he was so big and he was so black and he took this and he beat me. We automatically go, yes, the man's, he's guilty. And even when it's showing that she's not going to win, she never says, you know what, y'all? Let's stop the bullshit. <laughs> All right, look, let me throw in the towel. This seems to be going left. Same thing in divorces. Same thing in breakups. It doesn't become apparent until she's found that she's a liar. And then everybody's like, wow, man. All right, let's forget about her. Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> look the other way. Not all women do that, right? As officers progressed their inquiries into Richardson's crimes, they found uh, that closed-circuit TV, phone, data, and information from automatic number plate registrations or recognition, cameras showed that the alleged, atta alleged attacker was not even in the area at the time Richardson alleged the assaults had taken place. One of the men even agreed to have a GPS tracking tag fitted to his ankle, which would sound an alarm to police if it was destroyed or taken off. On a number of occasions, data had uh, from the tag was analyzed and showed he was not in the area when Richardson said the attack had taken place. She was arrested last year, then charged with perverting the court course of justice, which a lot of women should be charged with that, especially in divorces. I mean, for real. 
it's actually reprehensible. She admitted 10 counts. Okay, here, let's just see here, right here. Here we go. Let's let's give you this. Detective Inspector James Holmes, who led the investigation, said, quote, listen closely. Whenever an alleged rape or sexual assault comes to us, our starting point is to believe the person making the claim. Huh? This is what men's problem is. And there's still guys like this is doom and gloom or this ain't going to happen to you. Don't worry. All I'm going to teach you is how to not make this happen. Okay. But what if it does happen to me? Because a lot of guys, it happens to, we sweep them under the rug. We never, we never acknowledge it. What, what if it does happen when it does happen? I lose everything. I lose my reputation. I lose my life, my career. None of you Mac ass want to be dating coaches ain't going to help me then. Not only that, why aren't we, why aren't we protesting this? Why aren't we acknowledging this? When I talk about it, well, it ain't going to happen to everybody. Let me ask you Mac-ass dating coaches this. I'm, let me ask you this. When things happen against women, do women say, well, not all guys are going to do that? <laughs> do women say, you know what? That sounds interesting, but I'm not going to alarm or warn the other women that potentially they could be in this situation. As a matter of fact, it would sound bitter of her of me if I actually did make a video and alarm the other women that this could potentially happen. Do women do that happen on the women's side? Women, one thing happens to one woman and they come out. They come out. One thing happens to them and they all can empathize or sympathize that they could happen. It could happen to them. And so they alarm them. I do the same thing. Well, that ain't gonna happen, and it ain't gonna happen. See, you scaring them and, and you just doing it. All we do is be like, well, let's just sweep it under the rug real quick. Don't talk about that. You're bitter hurt. You get what I'm saying? And that's why I think dudes are foolish to not acknowledge that this is possible. It ain't going to happen, man. Don't worry about all that. Let me do a couple more. They are awful offenses. And, and Mac-ass dating coaches are going to sweep this under the rug, too. It ain't that bad. And they have a massive impact on those who've experienced them. And we have special specialist officers and staff who support them and investigate. To begin with, Richardson's claims were no different. And, were, and we carried out our inquiry with compassion and empathy. That means they, they were like, oh, you poor woman. You've been violated 50, 11 times. However, it quickly became clear the allegations Richardson were, had made were not, uh, were not what they seemed. Her claims do a great disservice. Okay, we already talked about that. And they have a huge impact on men. Nobody cares. Men don't care. Not even men don't care. So if men don't care, women aren't going to care. And the next woman that pulls this BS, the Mac-ass dating coach is going to sweep it under the rug. And even when you're exonerated, they're going to forget about you. Brian Banks, somebody just mentioned. You're exonerated. Where the Mac-ass dating coach is trying to help him get to the football league? Nobody. They're disappeared, and they're on banging their fat wives or whoever they got back in the background, the tranny boys that they're banging, these dating coaches. <laughs> and they are back acting like they're winning in life. Nobody's helping these guys. Nobody says, damn, man, we need to stop this stuff. We need to have laws put into place. We need to actually acknowledge the fact that men's lives are ruined. Nothing. Nothing from them. All they say is it ain't going to happen to you. <laughs>
until it does, and you're going to call your Mac-ass dating coach, and he's going to be quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. <laughs> All right, anyway, you ain't going to have nothing to say about it because they ain't got nothing to say of importance anyway. All right, so let's get to these last mounts of contributions out here. Okay, uh, where we at here? Is Dino Bravo here? All right, we got a lot of cash apps. I'm going to get to all of them. Frodo Bagham Young, I got you. Uh, shout out to GH. He says, has, wait, he has a book, a free book about it. Okay, shout out to him. I'm not advertising his stuff. All right, shout out to Dino Bravo in the building. He says, P, P, P for P, we got to call it now, will become mainstream for men. Watch. Yeah, I've been predicting that it will. And actually is now. There's a YouTube content creator after me. He's like, he's telling men to do stuff illegal. <laughs> There's several municipalities that won't even arrest anybody on this particular thing. You won't even get arrested for stealing a thousand dollars worth of damn Skittles and uh uh Mars bars and Snickers. You think you're getting a, most dudes ain't getting arrested for this thing here. And I'm not telling you to do anything illegal. This new world that we're in, it's a new employment opportunity for many people. What? <laughs> All right, Seth Rollins is in the building. Yes, sir. Bitter divorce. Nine out of 10 Latina bait and switched me. He says like a mofo. She was a nine out of 10 uh, man. And she doesn't care. Seth Rollins always says, he also says, I used to be bubbly. Now the coldest person I know. Oh, but, you know, you're just bitter and hurt. You're just bitter and hurt. Nobody cares about it. You, you just need to man up. Uh, the chocolate champ says, uh, black women are mad that the money is going overseas, not at the men. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a good case as to why they would be angry for a group of men, a small portion of men that are getting some passports. They don't have a really a leg to stand on. And it actually shows a little bit of a controlling mechanism. You black men think you just going to leave and go over there. And what they're going to do is, and they get, they scare tactic you, which you should be scared. They will poison your ass over there. And the criminal justice system is not favorable to you over there. And if you get caught doing something stupid, it could go left. They're right on that. However, it shows a little bit of a controlling mechanism that they're losing grasp of men that were normally lap dogs for them in the past. That would take them at a advanced age or that would take them with multiple kids from multiple men. Those men are less and less available now. And that has an impact on them. It has a great impact. By the way, dudes, people have been traveling and uh, Ricky Nelson, Ricky Nelsoning their way across the world since forever. Unfortunately, in our time here as black men, this is a new frontier for us. This is the new frontier for us as being allowed. I don't think we're handling it in the best way <laughs> uh, by displaying it and putting on display. And the way we're displaying it, it does rub me the wrong way. I love traveling. My book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, encouraged men to travel. I think that the way we're looking at it, since it's new to us, we're excited about it. But um, it is a raising alarm bells, even internationally. So you guys got to realize there's always going to be a cause and effect relationship. There's always going to be an adjustment. So now that we are the new frontier, we're going to go over there and people are going to adjust to us. So be ready for that. And don't be surprised when the adjust the adjustment is not favorable. Okay. Don't be surprised. 
So, you know what I mean? This is just what the reality is going to be. When you get, sometimes you're going to get over there. You're not going to get favorable. Just depends on how you act and how you roll. Depends on how you act and how you roll. Unfortunately, not everybody acts right when they go somewhere else. <laughs> That's my only thing against the, the traveling thing. I think people aren't handling it right uh, because it's the first time we have the economic prosperity to be able to do this. Most of us aren't on child support anymore. Most of us are be able to have the financial resources to go over there. However, some people aren't acting right when they do that. And they're they're get they're gonna make it harder for us when we go over there. <laughs> right? They're just gonna make it harder for us. And when we go when we go over there, shit gonna be hard for me. And I gotta deal, you know what I mean? I gotta deal with the how you behaved when you went over there. See, you went over there and you went big that big BDE over there, and uh it is what it is. So that's what we need to clean up. If we can clean that up and, uh, you know, white American men have been doing this since forever. Black American men have been doing this. Military men have been doing this forever. I mean, colonialism is this. Europeans have been doing this since forever. And white dudes are sitting around like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, you blowing up the spot. And this spot could have been fruitful for us for a long time. But when you blow up the spot, I don't know, you know, when you blow up the spot and then now you get, see, now you get black women making response videos. What they're going to do is either follow you guys there, which they are doing. There are some black women that's hopping on the plane and they're going to Medellin and to blow up your spot to warn the girls about you. Watch out for them ninjas. <laughs> All right. And they also are going to now spray across social media a representation of black men that doesn't actually pertain to all black men. Right. So they're saying them guys are just going to go over there and beat you up like they beat us up over here. They're going to go over there and knock you up and leave you with kids like they do over here. They're going to go over there. Now they're painting a negative portrayal. And whether you believe it or not, they got Instagram in Thailand. They got Instagram in Karayin. They got Instagram in the Dominican Republic. And so what they say is um, your personality precedes you. Your reputation precedes you. Before you even get there, their reputation has already been ruined by your women. And your reputation already precedes you. By the time you touch down and catch up to what the other brothers have experienced as a good time, and then the Pookies ruined it, now, when you get in there to enjoy it, you can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it like the other brothers enjoyed it. And then you're going to have a negative response. Hey, the passport bros are lying. But they weren't lying. They were telling you the truth when it was a shh on the down low. But it is what it is. It will always be. Um, I know some people think that people are taking getting taken advantage of because they're in the worst economic position. That's what we do here. I think people are actually out of their minds. When they say that men are taking advantage of women over there, they're just doing what they were probably going to do without me being over there. That's what they were doing when I before I got my ass over there. SAU says agree on co-parenting coach. You just counting the time to get off child support. I'm at a tipping point. And he says uh, of forgetting about my kids right now. They're squeezing every dime I own and the stress is unbearable. I wish therapists would acknowledge this. I wish marriage counselors would acknowledge this. But when you tell men 
just go to therapy and they go in there and they don't sympathize or empathize for the men who are being exposed, taken advantage of, their wealth is being destroyed, their kids are being used against them, and the money that they're pushing out to the government and to uh, their exes is going nowhere, is being fumbled, and you know this is happening over a 5, 10, 15-year period, what's therapy going to do? Especially if they don't acknowledge it. Not only do they not acknowledge it, they're not even going to help you with it. So what's that going to do? All that's going to do is create another bitter, hurt man who can enjoy their kids, in which it was the reason why he married the woman in the first place, or he engaged with the woman in a consensual relationship to produce children. Now he can't even enjoy his children because he's trying to spin his wheels. And most of the time when you spin your wheels, you get dug, you get sunk deeper in the mud. Okay, you go nowhere. Now you're stuck. And he also says, my master plan to protect my wealth is to slowly and quietly develop. Wait, and quietly developing, and it's a legal one. But now I'll play the NBC dumb beta deadbeat guy. Yeah, I won't say what you said at the end, but I get it. I get it, man. We've all been there, and we all say these messages. Not for me. My story's somewhat over, but I say it for other men. Because other men don't have any other way, place to reach. And until you are on this side of it, there's nothing you can say that can compare to it other than death. All right. That's the closest thing that I can compare it to. Death. Death is going to be the next worst thing that you can experience. Most of the time with death, you can recover. By the way, I've actually done this one and we got to get out of here. I've actually done a story on how kids that are in co-parenting and divorces and split families. Their teachers are equating their experiences to worse than death. Remember I did that story? I said, I showed you the story where educators are now saying kids that go through divorce or breakup of homes during their young years are experiencing side effects that are worse than death of family members. I showed you that article. I'm not going to pull it up that to right now because my computer will crash. But that's a reality that most people aren't seeing. Anyway, shout out to the bitter and hurt coach gang members here. Shout out to the you need therapy. Shout out to you. Just man up. <laughs> anyway, and uh, let's continue to uh, evolve this message going forward. Do me a favor. Hit the like button on the way out and uh, watch some more videos on all of my channels. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Here Gentlemen, comes the bankroll. Here it comes. This is what make it all happen, right there. That's what make it happen. This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You go don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.